Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Thank you. Utah, give me two. I'm so hungry I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. I should have had you get me three of these things. Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, join the discussion at The Rank Podcast on Twitter or X, Threads, Instagram, and TikTok on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com or at our email address, uh, therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. That's patreon.com slash The Rank Podcast. And you can check out clips or full episodes on our YouTube channel, The Rank with John and Zach. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. I really I really like the Dark Souls games um, and Demon's Souls is the first one. But I'm telling you, I first played that Demon's Souls game when I wasn't in a great, like... Maybe I shouldn't say that on air, but yeah, no, it was fucking scary. It's, it's one of those games where like you're genuinely afraid of the next baddie because like you've seen the, I don't know if you've seen the memes, but the meme is that you died screen. That's just like, if you die, you know, it just gives you this, you died. And then like, you're fucked because you, you have to collect souls in order to level up. Like it doesn't just level you up. You have to spend souls to level up. Souls are acquired from killing guys. And you carry them around with you until you go back to the hub and spend them. You can't just spend them on the screen. And if you die, you lose all your souls where you died. So you have to get back to where you died to get them back. And if you die again on your way, they're gone. Oh, so that sucks. Like, yeah, so it's like a, do you run back to the hub? Do you keep trucking? Do you, what do you do? And, um... I don't know. It's I get too invested in it, and I go, Whoa, and then I can't fucking decide, and then you know I die someplace stupid. Yeah, no, and I'm not allowed to play it. Play it because I get I get a little upset. Not upset, like angry, like scared, because it's too. It's like too much. It's too much. Too much everything. And then the bad guys are like people are. I don't know. They're they're designed, you know, and everything, and again, it's like a creepy fucking world to be in, and I can't deal with it. That well, sounds like a real hoot. People love them. I mean, I want to play Elden Ring, which is a similar kind of game, and George R. R. Martin worked on it, but I can't again, can't. So, yeah, I, uh, I just, I just decided I was like, oh, I'm gonna play something like that, and I just played Dragon Age again. So, which is more my speed, and also I'm like in Dark Souls, you were playing when we were recording Aquaman. I have no idea. It was probably just looking at. You were know. definitely playing a game because I. Mm -hmm. There was one part where I was editing and I heard on on yours. <laughs> it was like very clearly like video game dialogue, mm -hmm. like dialogue. <laughs> really? It was like you went here and we're going to do that once. Once I have this, then I'll, you know, convince the sorceress to come this way. So, so that, so that was probably. Um, oh God. Um, so that was probably, uh, that was probably, and then you were riding a horse very clearly too. Oh, I probably wasn't riding a horse. I was probably riding a nuggalope since it's probably dragon age. 
Oh, was it Dragon? There you go. Dragon Age. So, uh, um, yeah, you can't tell the difference between a horse and a nuggalope? I, I, I heard, I thought maybe it was just coconuts slapped together <laughs> behind you, so. Yeah, no, that's, I always keep coconuts. It's it's my coconut bra that jiggles together, though. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I was just like, wow, he just played a game the whole time we were talking. Telling you, Not the whole time. Actually, it was like in the middle. It's like, what, by the time you got bored, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> John's got it from here. <laughs> Sorry. I was probably doing like busy work, like um, collecting shards or something. You definitely were. I was going to say, I heard so much ding, ding, like that kind of a, like you just yeah. collected something. Yeah. So that, make, that, make, that makes sense because uh, that can be really tedious. And then like, I want the good loot, you know? And then they're like, and then you spend all this time collecting shards, and then the loot isn't even good. I'm like, oh, great. It's superior belt of frost resistance. Thank you. Well, speaking of loot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the loot, as Notorious B.I.G. says. Yeah, and, and as uh, Bodhi would say. And as Bodhi would say. He wants it from the bank. <laughs> um, he goes into the bank and says, Give me the loot, see? <laughs> Actually, he's more uh, like, yo, dude, open the vault or whatever, man. Yeah, like you should totally open the vault. You should. Why are we opening the vault, Bodie? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So what's today's movie though? Every episode we have a little bit of opening banter. This time, Dark Souls and video games. Although I feel like there's been a few opening banters with video games, which is really just Zach wanting to talk about video games. Like and then <laughs> I like them too. I just don't have time to play them. I wish I did. Uh, but then we, we do a little summary of the movie that we're going to do this week, which in this case is Point Break. And then we do the Potent Notables, which are just interesting facts and tidbits about the movie uh, that we found out. Then we go into the movie overview, which, spoiler alert, is us going over the movie from beginning to end in detail. So if you haven't seen it, I probably don't want to listen to that. Then we do the last segment, the namesake of the show, the rank, where we rank the, the movie on uh, 10 categories on a score of 1 to 5, 1 being the worst, 5 being the best. And that's uh, that's where we get to find out how good, how high it ranks on the... Yeah, okay, you got it. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, did a, I did an agenda like you did. Oh, well, you know, that's the way to go. That's, <laughs> that's what the people tune in for, is incoherent rambling. <laughs> Well, today we're ranking Point Break, the 1991 film starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, with a story from Rick King and W. Peter Illiff, who also wrote the screenplay. And why they, why they need a story? I don't, I don't get these movies where there's a story by. Just... Actually, actually, you're gonna get, you're gonna hear the story part in the whole oh, novels, which is hey, kind of fun. Let me not interrupt you then. Go for it. Well, who also this W. Peter Illiff also wrote the screenplay, and it was directed by Catherine Bigelow. Who would go on to win the Oscar for Best Picture or Best Director, also Best Picture, for the movie The Hurt Locker? And she was married to James Cameron at the time. Yeah, this was uh, produced by James Cameron or something. I saw that. It was, I, yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't know that, but sure. Um, she directed a couple of good movies. Like, I guess we'll talk about it later. But yeah, she seems to be a um, pretty good director. She also sure. tends to do like war and, and action. Yeah, war and action and. I, I have things to say about she that. She did Zero Dark Thirty too. Mm -hmm. Have you have you ever seen Strange Days, which she directed with Ray Fiennes and I think Angela Bassett and I don't fucking know who. I haven't. I don't. I think I maybe have seen some of it. I can't remember. It's a good I movie. remember that it was weird. It's weird, but it's a good movie. Um, believe it or not, the first time I watched The Matrix, 
with Keanu Reeves. I was thinking the entire time, this is good, but it's a little bit like Strange Days, and I like Strange Days better. So that's where I was watching The Matrix for the first time. <laughs> well, the film centers on Johnny Utah, an FBI agent who goes undercover to infiltrate a gang of adrenaline-seeking bank robbers led by Bodie. As Utah becomes part of the tight-knit group of surfers and develops a close bond with Bodie, he faces conflicting loyalties between his duty as an agent and his growing admiration for the thrill-seeking lifestyle. Well, we've we've ranked 36 action movies. Last time we did Kingsman, The Circuit Service, which I liked more than you did. Um, but it actually fared pretty well, I think. Did, you know, Despite the fact that you said you didn't like it, you gave there kind of high scores because you... There were things I liked about it. It actually made me like a little angry. I wish I wish it was worse, so I could just be like, "Yeah, this is dumb." But like, I kept getting reengaged, and then go, and then I kept going, "Fucking hell!" And uh, honestly, honestly, all the people in it—they were all good. So that was that was pleasing. Just sort of watching all the actors and not really worrying that the story was going stupid places. Yeah, you just didn't like the way the story mm. went. Yeah, mostly. Although I will say, I, I just recently saw a trailer, another trailer, because I went to see a movie for um, Argyle, and I was like, eh, I don't really know if I want to see Argyle now. <laughs> not that I wanted to before, exactly. But really, uh, because of uh, this one, because yeah, of because I was just not really so into this. So maybe not so much with the action. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Maybe we'll end up having to rank it. Um, oh, great. Well, so it ended up in the high seventies or thirteenth overall. Um, We've only had two movies at 90 on the rank mm. for, for action movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is our current leader, and Inception. And after that, we've only got eight more. There were 80 or higher with uh, eight, Edge of Tomorrow. Eight, eight. eight 80s, that's right. Um, with Edge of Tomorrow being the highest in the 80s. So I also like the idea of comparing the rankings of the years or the actors, for instance. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, we've only ranked one other Keanu Reeves actioner, and this will be our first Patrick Swayze one. Mm -hmm. But the other Keanu one was Speed, which is sitting in 15th place with a 76.3 total. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm really curious if this one will end up higher than that. Yeah. Because I don't um, think Point Break well, is going to end up higher than Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know? I, I, I Yeah, um, unlikely, but I feel like this... You know, I was watching this one, and um, sometimes oh, I have a... Unusual for... <laughs> I, I know I actually watched it. I didn't just pretend <laughs> to watch it and then make it up as I go along. Um, but I a lot of the time I, I have a feeling of how you're gonna I'll go if you feel like I know what John's gonna say about this. This one it, I could go either way. I'm not sure. So could I <laughs> could feeling the same way with you. I, that's why I, I texted you. I was like, I'm really yeah. excited to do this one because I'm like, where is this gonna go for the exactly. two of us? <laughs> I feel like it's probably not gonna be just super middling. I feel like it's either gonna be like this didn't work for me at all, or this did work for me. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, we'll, well have to. I mean, yeah, it's uh, how this works. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, will this be the best Keanu Reeves action movie? So um, we haven't done any John Wick, so we haven't done any John Wicks or Matrixes. Right. John Wicks Matrix. John Wicks Matrix. Wow, that's weird. It's not not actually. Wow. But yeah, we really. really <laughs> really weird it's not really weird um we did speed that's all right yeah just speed just speed well let's find out how it did let's go to the potent notables potent so as always we'll start with the box office results point break did pretty well at the box office when you consider that its budget was relatively small at 24 million dollars mm -hmm. 
It made $43.2 million domestically and $40.3 million internationally for a total cumulative $83.5 million. Not so, bad. yeah, not bad. Um, by today's standards, that would probably be a flop, and the budget probably would have been about $100 million higher. But in 1991, this was a moderate hit that ended up spawning a remake in 2015, which, by the way, had a budget of $105 million and flopped. So well done, everyone. Like, you're kind of <laughs> missing the point of some of these, some of this, you know what I mean? I, exactly. I feel like they, they, these studios get so enamored with, like, the way things look and everything, the aesthetic mm -hmm. of everything. And you, you sort of forget that people will go see a fun movie, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, well, the film was originally called Johnny Utah when Keanu mm -hmm. Reeves was cast in the title role. Mm -hmm. But the studio felt that this title said very little about surfing. <laughs> and by the time Patrick Swayze was cast, the film had been, been renamed Riders on the Storm. Oh. After <laughs> the famous song by The Doors. Yeah. However, the lyrics had nothing to do with the film. So that title was also rejected. It was not until halfway through filming that Point Break became the film's title because of its relevance <laughs> to surfing. Just imagine somebody, hey, Keanu, what movie are you making now? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, I got to say that's a, a Point Break is kind of a weird title, but um, it's better than either of those two. So that's, that's good. I mean, Johnny Utah would have been fine, I suppose. Yeah, know? but... It, like, but I, I mean, they make a great point. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> you want to go see Johnny Utah? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> exactly. But then you're marketing a character, you know, like sort of like Rambo or Rocky or anything, right? You know, so there's the potential yes. to spawn sequels. So I get that. I get it. Um, but Well, I'm glad this didn't spawn a sequel, so I'm good. Riders of the Storm is just awful. Yeah. Like, I get what they were doing, but it was a bad idea. So they shouldn't have done it, which they didn't. So good on them. All right, so here we go. This is so. This next quote notable is in regards to uh, you know you're asking about why would there be a story credit? Yeah. Right. Well, producer Rick King came up with the idea for Point Break while he was sitting on the beach and idly daydreaming. Mm. He was thinking about an article he was given from LA Weekly that named Los Angeles as the robbery robbery capital of America. Mm. As he was pondering this article, he came up with the story of an undercover FBI agent joining a gang of surfers who rob banks for the thrill. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay. So that's why there's a story. So basically, this producer was like, I don't know how to write shit, but this is the story. <laughs> and he went to D W. Peter Illiff and was like, Can you write that? And W. Peter Illiff was like, Sure, sounds great. You gonna pay me? Even yeah. better. Um, yeah, I'm willing to bet that the story credit slash producing made that guy more money than W. Peter Illiff, though. So, no, he's like, I'm the no. idea man. You're not the <laughs> idea man. Get out of here. I and how much do you want to bet he like pouted that at parties and shit? Well, I came up with the idea while I was, and it's a shut up, freaking dickhead. Anyway, <laughs> I have a long-standing feud with this guy whose name I now can't remember. Uh, it's Rick King. Rick King. I mean, he's a good he's a good idea man, but he's no, no John Long. <laughs> I I actually didn't know where you were going with that because mm -hmm. in my head I was thinking I was thinking about the next joke I was gonna do, mm -hmm. which I was gonna say, well, ricking along here, um, <laughs> which is not as good as John Long. Well, um, well nothing is, <laughs> including Rick King. What about Frank Dukes? Well, that there's an exception to every rule. That's the exception. I that feel like they're the same rule. person. That's they must be at this point. At this point, they've merged. They've combined their powers and they secretly run the world. Exactly. Via now, ideas. 
<laughs> now, before Point Break hit theaters, 20th Century Fox planned to release a sequel in the summer of 1993. Mm. A, script was, a script was written, and the movie went into pre-production. However, the studio decided to scrap the sequel, feeling that the box office returns didn't warrant it. So, mm. It's probably for the best. Not, not sure everything we needed, Yeah, not everything needs a sequel. And that's not even an insult. It's just, yeah, you know. It's we don't need to know about the next chapter of Johnny Utah's life. That's the thing is like if you if you ended the movie and you're like, man, I wonder what he's gonna do next. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, but we don't think that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we go. Then, okay, that's that. that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like it mm -hmm. wasn't like, oh, I'm not interested in this person. So, you know, um, like. I don't want to know what what happens with the rest of his life. It was just that okay, this this story is done, and I I'm happy mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, so. exactly. Hollywood. So for a time, Ridley Scott optioned the material and was planning to direct it, but mm. that didn't pan out. Mm. So as a meticulous craftsman, Scott put plenty of money into pre-production before deciding he wasn't interested. After all, mm. the producer Rick King said about Ridley, "quote." He spent as much in pre-production as I spend on the on a film, and then decided not to do it. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. That is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> so, how, so, are we going to talk about how Catherine Bigelow got attached to it? Because I don't know if we now. talk about how she gets attached to it, but we're going to have some potent notables about her. So, but next one is uh, Patrick Swayze. Mm. So, Patrick Swayze, who participated in skydiving as a hobby, was told to stop. For insurance purposes once production mm -hmm. began producers coaxed him into the agreement with the promise of letting the star do one actual skydive on screen mm -hmm. he ended up doing 55 jumps for the movie <laughs> he just he just was searching for skydiving movies so he could skydive <laughs> the shot of bodie yelling adios amigo and falling from the plane features swayze actually making a jump mm -hmm. no i feel like you can actually absolutely tell that it's him a couple of times Maybe yeah. not the other actors so much, but him, it's like, it's just, hi, I'm Patrick Swayze. It's like, hello, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> well, unbeknownst to the producers, when not on the day's call sheet, Swayze and others would occasionally run out to an airport and go skydiving anyway. He's like, I do not care. He's like Jeff Kenton playing, riding motorcycles. Jeff Kent? Yeah. <laughs> he, he hurt his wrist riding like, a motorcycle. Uh, a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're talking about the second baseman? Okay. Yeah, the near Hall of Famer. I think he's Hall of Fame level. That's That's for another time. For a second baseman, I, yeah. I I'd agree with that. I Unless mean, he was I do think that he shouldn't have won the MVP when he won it. Just yeah, like, funnily enough, Bonds should have won it. Yeah, but the press hated him. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? The other funny thing is that's the year where he hit 49 home runs, which was his career high up to that point. Right. And then the next year, he beat his career high. Slightly. Slightly with 70. He only hit 24 three. more. It's like a whole other season. It's like a whole really good second baseman season of home runs. It's like a whole Robinson Cano season. So anyway, I don't know. Yet. I do know how we got off on Jeff Kent, but um, yeah. well, according to Gary Busey, Patrick mm -hmm. Swayze was so nuts about skydiving that he actually badgered him until he gave in and agreed to go with him after filming. Nice. Yeah. Patrick, also, so, is Patrick Swayze a little bit Bodie in real life? Because I think like he is. He do. I, well, I, I mean, feel like I, I heard that about him that he's kind of like that type that, of guy. He's deceased now, but you know right. what I mean. He was kind of like that kind of guy. Yeah. Now um, he's just a ghost. Yes. Demi is getting really sick of it. Yeah, um, she's like, fucking hell with the pottery already. <laughs> I have enough pots. 
That's actually why Ashton had to leave. Oh, is that why? Mm -hmm. Also, Ooh. for many of the surfing scenes, Patrick Swayze refused to use a stunt double as he never had one for fight scenes or car chases. Mm -hmm. He cracked four ribs while filming the surfing scenes. And, and I've got a fun little quote here. So, quote, I had to battle insur insurance companies to get to get to do the skydiving in the movie, and mm -hmm. I never came close to dying once. But they never said one word about me getting my brains pounded in by the biggest surf on this planet. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an end quote there, but he also um, said that he almost died like 10 times or something while mm -hmm. surfing. So, it's kind of funny. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you remember the foot chase sequence where Keanu's chasing Patrick, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Patrick Swayze is not the one wearing the Reagan mask during the foot chase sequence. Mm. Instead, his stunt double Scott Wilder performed the scene because Swayze was in Europe doing press for Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that actually makes. I mean, you can. That, that's that's fun because it makes no difference who's wearing the Reagan mask. Right. Could be actually Reagan. Well, we probably <laughs> noticed that. Oh, okay. Well, he's in great shape for his age at that time. Right, because he was two years outside of the presidency, and he. Mm -hmm. So that would have been. He would have been seventy nine. Yeah, but um, he... Uh, oh, two years younger than our current president. Three years now. Nice to think of. <laughs> Not that the alternatives are any younger, by the way. Anyway, so two <laughs> months before filming... Yeah, Keanu don't, Reeves... don't go down that rabbit hole, man. It'll just depress you. <laughs> so two months before filming, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, and Lori Petty trained with former world-class professional surfer Frank Dukes. No. Dennis <laughs> Jarvis. You, you re me i'm like really? oh, wow and then i'm like oh, fucking course <laughs> dennis jarvis on Ka kaui hawaii mm -hmm. uh jarvis remembers quote patrick said he'd been on a board a couple of times keanu definitely had not surfed before and Lori had never been in the ocean in her life mm -hmm. end quote i thought that was cute so, so i have a question sure i um I'm interrupting here because I want to make sure that you get we get it. Gary Busey, you said he went skydiving with Patrick Swayze, right? Uh-huh. Three years later, I remembered this, and I looked it up to make sure my memory was correct. He was in a movie called Drop Zone Drop with Zone. Leslie Snipes. Yep. Um, which is a, like, kind of this movie, except for just skydiving. They're just skydivers. Right. They're just skydiving all the time. I remember and, that movie. And here's the thing. I really liked that movie when I was a kid. Or, I did, know, too. It was like 1995, so, you know, we were kid kids. But um, I yeah, thought about trying to do that movie on here. Probably fine that we don't. But, Why not? Um, we could do was, it. Yeah, at some point, yeah, if we can find it. Because I was curious if it held up at all. Did 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 he become interested in skydiving or just skydiving movies? Or was that just a coincidence? It probably is just a coincidence, but I honestly don't know. I bet if we do the potent notables for that one, I'll find out, though. All right. Six times. Whatever the next movie we have, if we free time, we'll... Whatever it's free slot. Okay, let's <laughs> we'll stop talking. Free slot. Yeah. Free so slot. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So second unit director and stunt coordinator Glenn R. Wilder held fight training sessions for the cast on weekends because director Catherine Bigelow wanted mm. the actors to do their own fights on screen without stuntmen. Mm. Anthony Kiedis was allegedly the only cast member to miss the training. So Wilder had his character knocked out with one punch during the first fight sequence in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> miss the training, you don't get to do it. <laughs> Absolutely fair. By the way, that is Anthony Kiedis, I was wondering. Yep, it sure is. Um, and for a second, I was like, are the rest of the Red Hot Chili Peppers the other guys in the stupid gang? But no. <laughs> Pretty quick that I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not the case. So 
Johnny Utah became an FBI agent after a knee injury ended his football career. In real life, Keanu Reeves was once an aspiring hockey player who suffered a knee injury and went on to become an actor. Patrick Swayze also suffered a serious knee injury playing football and went on to become an actor. So damn. I did not know Keanu Reeves played hockey either. I don't I don't think of yeah. him as hockey. He was he was gonna go pro. Huh. Just imagine we would have lost out on so much. <laughs> this is Keanu Reeves' first action film. So his past career was mainly composed of teenage movies and art house films, and some critics even criticized the film because of this, fearing that Keanu would ruin his serious career. I don't mean to I don't mean to giggle, but Yeah. I know. I'm like, I think it's probably better he went this direction. How can you go from Bill and Ted to this? Well, Keanu Reeves' hair is longer in the final scene. Mm -hmm. You notice that? Yeah, it did. Well, because it was filmed six months later when he was doing Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, well, I guess well. bogus is bogus journey number two. Bogus journey is number two, yeah. Oh, so so it wasn't before Bill and Ted. Yeah. I actually loved I was gonna save it for the movie overview, but I loved that part because he gets out of the car in Australia and I'm like, he's got his Keanu Reeves hair. <laughs> like that's the hair he has now. Like that exact length. Except <laughs> uh except a beard. That's all. I was like, wow, he stepped out of a time machine. I love it. Well, the writer W. Peter Illiff said, quote, the coolest thing was that Keanu had gone off to Bill and Ted's, so he had grown his hair long. Swayze had gone off to do City of Joy, a Roland Joffe film, where he played a doctor and, and cut his hair short. So they came back. They've now flipped hairstyles. It's a wonderful <laughs> movie accident. <laughs> they flipped hairstyles. That's, that's, that's my premise for like a body switching movie. It's like Freaky Friday, but they just switch hairstyles. It's not, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. They're just like, oh, I guess I have this hair. Well, it sounds like and, a good SNL skit. Yeah, just a really boring movie. <laughs> or actually, well, I, which which is better? Either it's really boring because like you and I switch hairstyles, and it's just like we could easily have the other hairstyle if if things went slightly differently, or like if like you and like I'm trying to think of somebody silly. <laughs> I need help though. Carrot top. Carrot top switch hairstyles, and you have to go through your life looking like that. I don't know which is funnier. You're like, I don't know. Let's move on. I think we spent too much time on it. Um, but I will say that part of the reason that they liked it so much was because, um, you know, in terms of it being accidental, it showed like how they were at different points in their lives. Right, wow. like Keanu had started to go more towards the uh, thrill seeking, and mm -hmm. Bodie was like, "I'm done with thrill seeking. I just want this one last thing." Wow, you made it deep. I think that's kind of cool. So, to get close-ups of the actors during the skydiving sequences, a crane rig with a telescoping arm was built for each actor. Okay. The rigs enabled the cast to say their lines while the camera shot camera shot them from below and to the side to achieve the sense of floating while skydiving in order to provide a more fluid feel, the camera was on a similar rig. So was the camera skydiving too, essentially? Apparently, I, yeah. I, that's really neat, I guess. Not I was cool. actually wondering how they got those shots because they look pretty good. But we'll They do there. look good. So the nighttime surfing scenes were filmed in the day mm. due to the difficulty in filming such scenes at night. But... Yeah. Um, they they were completed later with visual effects. So if you watch during the scene, you can see the actors and actresses' shadows on the water, as well mm. as a little lens flare caused by the sun, which I did notice when I was watching. Well, that was just J.J. Abrams taking over. Oh, yeah. That's all that was. Flare. How do you digitally add nighttime in 1991? You just 
swallow the color, right? I mean, I, I guess know. so. I don't know either. But so Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role of Johnny Utah. Gonna be honest, I don't like that. That no, wouldn't work. That for would me. not have been a good movie. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew, but I just you you're not an action star. Yeah, you know? not here. This is this isn't it. Others who auditioned were Johnny Depp. Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, and Val Kilmer. So, except for maybe Charlie Sheen, those could work, all of them. It's just that they would be different. I think Charlie like, Sheen could have worked, too, back then. Back then, you're right, actually. He was much more, whatever. I don't know if I want to say serious, exactly, but, you know, maybe he was a little bit more serious. Point is, is that Willem Dafoe in this role would have been weird as hell, and I think I actually would have enjoyed it a lot in its own way. Yeah, Willem Dafoe would have been odd. But, uh, very but Patrick then, Swayze also originally auditioned for the part of Johnny Utah before eventually landing the role of Bodie. Before landing Bodie, and I, I like it. And Michael Bean was in talks to play Bodie, but they fell through. Wait, who is Michael Bean? You don't know Michael Bean? He's uh the hero in the Terminator. He's the one who has to go back in time and sleep with uh John's mom <laughs> so that he can have John. He's Reese. He's Reese. There you go. I can remember his name. <laughs> um, I did not fucking know Michael Bean off the top of my head. I'm like, wait, Mr. Bean? I'm confused. <laughs> um, but no. And I like how his mission, <laughs> Reese, you have to go back in time and sleep with this woman. He's like, I can do that. I can, I can do that. For the future, I'll do it. Don't worry. <laughs> wait, is she hot? Yeah, she's pretty hot. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. Well, so Catherine Bigelow fought to have Keanu Reeves cast as Johnny Utah, insisting she wouldn't film the movie without him. Yikes. The studio and producers were interested in looking at higher profile actors at the time, like Johnny Depp. Yeah. So Matthew Broderick was offered the role. Then they wanted Johnny Depp. And Catherine Bigelow was like, fuck you. I'm either, it's either Keanu or I'm out. I'm like, I don't know that you had this much like, yeah. To pull that off, I mean, honestly, like that was ballsy of her because I feel like they could just easily be like, "Fine, <laughs> like, right, exactly." We will get another director. We got like ten idiots who can do this in their sleep, and I'm not <laughs> saying it would be good, but they could do it. Well, officially uncredited because of an unresolved issue with the Writers Guild of America, James Cameron and Catherine Bigelow rewrote the final script together. Oh, yeah. So W. Peter Illich wasn't that good after all. Illich, but Illich. I like that you went with Illich. Yeah, you know. Screenwriter W. Peter Illich revealed Illich. Yeah, that he originally intended for the thieves to be wearing masks of the presidents on the various forms of U.S. currency. However, Cameron thought, thought having Bodie and his gang wear George Washington and Abe Lincoln masks wouldn't be as cool as Nixon and Ray or, or Reagan, whose presidencies were more recent. I don't know. I don't know either. I think both would work. I actually, I like the idea of them, the the money. They're doing people. the money ones, right? I think that's clever. Although, who would they, you can't have four money presidents, can you? Sure you can. Why not? Because I can't think of four money presidents. <laughs> Except well, you unless Washington, you include the Lincoln, nine. Jackson, Grant. Oh, Jackson. I forgot about Jackson. I don't think anybody would recognize Never Andrew forget Jackson. Max. I, you know, it's actually strange that I forgot Andrew Jackson because, <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I'll tell that story another time. <laughs> Okay. Well, the film inspired. I'm going to leave the audience in rapt anticipation, and then it's super boring. So let's move on. <laughs> well, the film inspired a piece of cult theater, Point Break Live, with an wow. exclamation point at the end. Yeah. 
in which the role of Johnny Utah is played by an audience member chose by popular acclamation after a brief audition. Wait, what? Hold yeah. on. I'm confused <laughs> by this. <laughs> the new Keanu reads all of his or her lines from the cue cards for the duration of the show. Quote, to capture the rawness of a Keanu Reeves performance, even from those who generally think themselves incapable of acting. End quote. Which That's like Keanu Reeves. Feels like, yeah, it sums up Keanu. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, Hold on. So is this like a theater production? I'm so confused. I think it's like a dinner theater type thing. Dinner theater? You know? Like, are they playing the movie in the background or something? Like, No, no. They're they're playing. They're doing it live. So I, I can imagine pretending to surf. Like, whoa. You know, like. and Yeah, right? <laughs> and, um. I, you know, when you first started saying this, I thought it was like a Rocky Horror thing where people just watch the movie and are radical about it. Um, but this is stupider and, and yet also better. I don't know. I'm so confused. Well, in 2013, Gary Busey attended her performance and received rapturous applause from the audience when he joined the cast on stage. Was and Lori Petty... I don't know. I don't think so. But Lori Petty would also turn up and participate in a live-action performance as well. So I'm not going to lie. That's a lot of fun. I kind of wish I'd been at one of those. It is fun. Yeah. Well, that's it. Those are the potent notables. Those are the potent notables. Pretty good. They were decent. I could, I could, I could listen to them again. Well, let's go on to the movie overview. Yeah, let's. Movie overview. So we get quite the epic opening logo for Largo here. Largo. It's uh, who knew? And I'm like, was that the distribution company? Because <laughs> there's no Universal, Columbia, mm -hmm. like nothing. It's just Largo. It's just Largo. All right. Well, no wonder it didn't do that well at the box office. Like, I mean, it did yeah. well, but I mean, like, no wonder it wasn't. I, I don't understand how when you're, if you're Largo, yeah. you're like, I was expecting more. Like, really? <laughs> really, Largo? You're you fucking sure? Largo. <laughs> I feel like saying Largo again. No, yeah, I didn't know who that was either, but it's like, whatever. It's funny when so, you start paying attention to these opening things, you know, and like who produced yeah, yeah. and distributed things. Like, um, oh shit, I'm sorry. What was the one? There have been a couple of production companies that had had some potent notables of their own, and I can't remember any of them now. But maybe you shouldn't bring them up now. What's the one uh, with uh, Michael RKO? And we had uh, Carol Co. Carol Co. That's the one. Canon. Yeah, Carol Co. and Canon are the ones that are really. Too bad, too bad Largo wasn't, you know, run by maniacs. Could have had some I should I didn't even look it up. At, honestly, I should have. I, you know, I didn't realize that there was no distributor other than Largo until I started watching. And by then I'm already done with Pope Notables. So, so we have quite the opening here. Yeah. We got epic orchestral music with surfing mixed with some rainy gunfire training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, would you really hold gunfire training like that in the rain? I guess no, you could. No, sure wouldn't. I don't know why you would. <laughs> I was going to say, well, maybe you want to practice rain shooting in case you have to shoot in the rain later, like in a real-life situation. It just seems like there's a better way to go about this. I don't know. Yeah, you got to like get out in there the... and get soaked, Utah. Yeah, there's it's not just rain. Like... It's fucking, it's a deluge. It's pouring rain. <laughs> right. I mean, this the guy who's running this clearly has some homoerotic fantasies about Keanu. About Keanu Reeves uh, in a wet yeah. t-shirt? So. Yeah. Or maybe it was, you know, I'm not going to say maybe it was Catherine Bigelow, but maybe it was Catherine Bigelow. We get we get maybe. Keanu Reeves in a t-shirt several times in this movie. She did fight for him. Well, we see his nips. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all sorts of nips. Yep. <laughs> it's like uh, Mary Lou Henner level nips. Maybe not. Quite, but... <laughs> no, there's nothing. Quite that <laughs> nothing <big>. is. <laughs> um, I love that his last name is Utah, by the way. 
such a goofy character name. Right? I was like, I was not on board with it, and I just got used to it. But like, Jesus, it was really well, unique you named your character Johnny Utah. I know. I just, you know, you, you could have gone. I just like you could have gone with York, and I would have mm -hmm. been like, eh, not great, but okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Utah. Though, imagine. <laughs> Who has that as a last name? Does anybody Nobody's have that? No. Nobody has the last name Utah unless they take it on purpose, you know? Right. right. And I don't think he did. And Or like, they're native, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's an actual actual indigenous name. But, like, it's the kind of name that the writers sit there and, like, sit at their desk and, like, say out loud to see how it sounds. And they're like, Johnny Marshall. No, I don't like that. Um, Johnny Tempest. No, no, no. Johnny Utah. I like it. And like they repeat it out loud to make sure it sounds good together, specifically Johnny Utah. You know, it's, you know, what's funny is it's a name that if it was in a book, it might actually be better. Like reading it would be better than like seeing it live. Does that make sense? It does. And the other thing that would be better is when he's introduced at the FBI office in a minute, they call him John Utah. And that actually sounds better to me. Johnny yeah. Utah is just such like a, it's got to be his nickname. It can't be his real name, right? It's like Johnny Football or something. Right. It's Well, I mean, basically. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, why not just make him from Utah and went to Utah State or something? Yeah, you know? exactly. He could be a Ute, a running Ute. Yeah. Johnny Utah the Ute. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to, like you said, he's going to come into the, uh, into his new office, I guess, in, in L.A., and he's just, we're going to have an Aaron Sorkin West Wing style walk and talk. Mm -hmm. I, this was actually fun. It added, it, I mean, this scene could be boring, but it ended up being kind of dynamic. It was fun. I will say John C. McGinley went a little hard here. <laughs> <as a boss. laughs> yeah, he, he dialed the hard ass up to like 11. And yeah. I'm not sure it needed to be quiet immediately, but that's okay. Well, he also says the line, young, dumb, and full of cum. I was just mm -hmm. like... Really? Wow, that's yeah. quite the uh, first, well, you know, one of the first things you say to a new recruit. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm sitting there thinking, well, is it his own? It doesn't, it's okay if it's not. I'm just wondering exactly what you're <laughs> implying here. And it just, you know, made me wonder if like Catherine's thinking like, this is great. This is how men talk. <laughs> this is a locker room talk. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, man, his boss seems nice. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. I'm sure that won't, won't come up later. You know, the hard ass chief. Well, because he takes a donut, you know, mm -hmm. which I didn't really get the point of him having to take of him taking the donut, right? Because at this point, he's like, "I take the skin off my chicken, sir." Mm -hmm. And he's a good man. So I was like, "Okay, you've kind of gotten off on the right foot here with this guy a little bit." And then you immediately ruined that. Yeah, for what reason? Unknown. He's a flamer or a blue flamer. What do they call him? Yeah, a blue flame, blue flamer, something. I don't, I don't know. know what that means, but okay. I don't know. It's like a conservative gay person. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Because, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> None of that, though. Blue lives matter. Hey. Blue flames matter. Okay, so. And then he eventually goes, I guess we have an asshole shortage. And then, you know, some excellent Keanu Reeves acting. Not so far. <laughs> and then. Like that line. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not sure he, he delivered it as 100% grit perfect as he could have, but. Well, that's the thing is like, it's it was the same in Speed, where it's like, mm -hmm. sometimes the lines are okay, but Keanu, man, you're not yeah. good at delivering them. 
Yeah, sometimes it works, and sometimes it's like, oh, we could have worked on that a little bit more. <laughs> Stand in um, front of the mirror and try to be a real human being, you know? <laughs> well, the next bit was kind of fun with Keanu, because he's he's going to meet Angelo, his mm-hmm. partner. Angelo and, uh, Pappas, who they Pappas. do not call the Greek somehow. <laughs> um, well, you know, he's going to go swimming, and he's... he's He's blindfolded. He's going to pick up bricks. Is this is an this is an exercise they do with the FBI? I this is kind of... well, it's not even like he's not at Quantico. It's not like he's yeah. so he's just I, like what are they doing? It's field training or something? I don't understand. And like and like here's the funniest thing. I thought this was setting something up, but Gary Busey basically never goes in the water after this. I know. <laughs> like we have lots of being in the water, but he he does none of it. So okay. Well, this is a way for him to say it, it, it's really just a device for him to talk shit about uh, Johnny Utah here um, without realizing that Johnny Utah can hear him. Yeah, right? they're like, how can we get a blindfold on him? I know he'll jump in a pool with a blindfold and pick up bricks. That's obviously the first way you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I did like that he was like, you know, Pappas, Angelo Pappas. And then he's like, punk, quarterback, punk. Yeah, that was also clever. Yeah. Clever stuff here in the beginning. Well done, W.C. Pritchett or um, Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron. I'm not sure which. I mean, well, so now they're going to talk about the the presidents, the bank robbers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to watch a video. And the video, they're, like, talking to each other. Like, you can hear. Mm-hmm. It's got audio. And they're just making all these cute little presidential jokes. Mm-hmm. While they're yeah. out of the place. That was actually fun. Um, and at the end of that, I was like, you know, if Nixon doesn't go say I'm not a crook before leaving, I'm just stopping with this movie. They gotta include that. And he does. <laughs> of course he does. I'm not a crook. Um, I loved it. I was at first I was like, oh wow, look, two Democrats and two Republican presidents. This is a bipartisan solution to debt deficit, you know? I like mm-hmm. it. It'd be fun if those four guys actually robbed a bank. Only one of them's alive anymore, but it's impressive that any of them are alive anymore. Well, the as of recording <laughs> right <laughs> um well then they say they've robbed 27 banks in three years that how many is banks a are lot there? of banks i'm like i know los angeles is a huge city i'm sure there are a lot of banks but that's a lot of banks that's nine banks a year i mean you'd think they'd repeat occasionally or something or like they would have more police or guards posted at banks and on top of that days. they're only doing it in the summer so they're doing it in three months so if you think about it, they're doing three banks per month. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. That's, I mean, I don't know. And you'd think that someone other than Gary Busey would have noticed the uh, the summertime portion of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just obvious. Somebody would have been like, all right, we need to increase bank security in the summer. Because, like, look, you know? Yeah. Bank, bank robberies go up by 6,000% in the summer. So <laughs> just by these guys. Yeah, just these freaking four guys. And then, and then he, then Gary Busey gives a line here where he's like, and then they vanish like a virgin on prom night. Mm-hmm. And another line. I didn't even understand. Because uh, they don't want to do it, I guess. Because now I'm going to assume that the virgin here he's talking about is a is a woman. Right. Of that's course. The sort of joke we're talking about. Yeah. So she's she doesn't want to, and the guy's like trying to get her to, and she runs away. Is that what it was, or was it that her virginity is vanished? I, I was confused by that as a joke. I, I feel like it's like, oh, don't you ever go to prom and your your virgin date just you just want to get your dick wet and she won't wet it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's 
that's it. That's an even cruder way to say it. You're right. It's a really gross joke. If that's Gary if that's Busey. the direction they wanted to go. So what, on, what, do what do you think of Gary Busey so far? Because Gary, I, enjoy, I am enjoying the heck out of him. He's he's uh you know I don't want to say he's divisive. I feel like everybody feels the same way about him. It's just nowadays he's absolutely fucking bonkers. And um, well, right. Oh, you mean like how do I feel about Gary Busey currently? No, how do you feel about him in this movie? His performance. I enjoyed him in the movie. I like his performance. It's I like it too because it's I you know it's Gary Busey. He was really normal. <laughs> he was surprisingly normal for him for him at that point. Is this after or before? Because he had a car accident or something where he had a head injury and he became much more erratic after that. Yeah, I think this is before. If I had to guess. Um, I also couldn't tell if it was Nick Nolte or Gary Busey. Um, but anyway, it's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? This is our second. This is our second. Uh, not quite in a row, but this is our second movie in like four movies with a Busey in it. So that's exciting. Oh, that's right, Jake Busey in Starship Jake Troopers. In Starship Troopers. I was curious where you're going with that. I was like, we haven't had Gary Busey yet. Yeah, we've had Gary Busey and his son, and his son, and we've had Keanu twice. Keanu doesn't have a son, to my knowledge. Not yeah, not that we know of. Not maybe not that he knows of. <laughs> All right, so we get your classic foreshadowing of of uh the the guy they're making fun of being right. You know, mm -hmm. like listen to his stupid theory about servers. Ah, I'm like, Hang why, ten. why do and we these, do this? I'm like, yeah, and these other shitty FBI agents, you know, like. I, I don't they, understand they why they put idiots. these things in plots, like, especially in the 80s and early 90s, they did this. Mm -hmm. Where they were just like, look, these guys are dumb. Uh, How did they get into the FBI? You know? like That's a good point. Um, but then we get another amazing Busey line where he's like, so he's getting annoyed with uh, Keanu because Keanu's like made him go look at the drop car, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and then Keanu gets him charged up. Are you mad? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mad. That's good. You feel alive. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about Keanu Reeves. Um, say, so, hey, I, I, embarrassing question. What the fuck is a drop car? What do they mean by that? It means the car that they leave. They leave? Meaning like criminals left it there? Yeah. Like, so they, oh, it's their getaway car. Point. They leave it and they go to another car. Oh, it's that getaway car. Yeah. Okay, I thought this was an unrelated car accident or something. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. It's their drop car. It's the the one they dropped. And I feel I know I said this is a stupid question, but I feel even stupider having it. <laughs> there are stupid questions. Yes, there are. There's that one. Let's, let's pretend I didn't do that. Um, but then you know, then Gary Busey is going to be like, everything's changed with L.A. You know, mm -hmm. the air got dirty and the sex, the sex got, got clean. clean. Another, I swear to God, W.C. Pritchett. I know that's not his name, but um, <laughs> W.C. Pritchett. You haven't bothered to correct me yet. I've said it several times, so that's just his name. Um, <laughs> he was very proud of himself putting in some of these lines. He was like, "Oh, I nailed it!" And his typewriter or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, I actually like that. I don't. I don't know if I liked it or if I just was like, "What?" <laughs> it was. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess. <laughs> I don't well, hate it, but well, what is it? Oh, the line. Yeah, the air got dirty and the sex got clean. It was like, okay. So, I will say though, you know, they go back to the to the station or whatever, 
and they're mm-hmm. just like talking about things, talking about it. Kind of a fun look into police work. Mm-hmm. Like I oh, felt yeah. like they were really doing police work. Pretty neat little procedural bit here. It could be like in a more of a mystery movie than an action movie. Yeah, I I kind of liked it. I was like, That's okay, funny. so they're you know accumulating data, trying to mm-hmm. find evidence. I'm into it. One of my un- undercover favorite parts of any media, and that includes books where this occurs too, books and movies particularly, um, when the main characters who are trying to solve something buckle down and come up with all this stuff. It's always a really fun part when it's done right. Um, like, take the part, I'm just the one that jumps in my head, is the part in Seven, where um, Morgan Freeman is going around looking at the different the different books that he's referencing, like the uh, like he's looking at Dante and stuff like that, like to try to figure out what what the villain whose name I, you know, who's still a surprise, um, what he's doing. Uh, like uh, that kind of scene where they're like, hmm, let's, let's research, let's talk to people. Love it. Love it. So I was really thrilled that that was in this movie, given that it's an action movie. And by the way, it's kind of slow burning so far. Not yeah. too much action. We're setting things up. You know who that reminds me of? James Cameron. Yes. James okay. Cameron. Exactly. He, uh, he'll have whole out first hour of the movie, hardly any action. I love it. And I, I'm not saying that he influenced Catherine Bigelow here. I'm just saying I can see why they got along. If nothing else. Okay, so you know they're they're doing all this stuff, and then you know Johnny is like, okay, I'm gonna let's look into the the surfing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so Gary Buse is kind of excited to Pappas, I should say, is kind of excited to have somebody doing it with him, and he mm-hmm. jumps up onto his desk. Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a jump. Yeah, Gary Busey had the, he had hops. He sure did. Which I mean, he made made beer, which is I think the sixth best vegetable according to me. <laughs> I don't remember what number it was, but you're it's on the top ten vegetables. So you can listen despite, to that, everybody. Despite the fact that I don't know anybody who eats it, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go find someone and eat it and regret it heartily. Now the idea here is is that Utah is going to start surfing, mm-hmm. which I you know I get he's younger, right? So it mm-hmm. makes sense and. Pappas is just like, well, come on, man. You're like a, you're an athlete. This, this can't be that. Like you can just, it's just balance and whatever coordination or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, how hard can it be? And I was like, classic, classic mm-hmm. line in this. Type mm-hmm. of movie. And you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I look at surfing and think that seems really hard. Yeah. So I don't feel like that's the kind of thing that you would say, how hard could it be about? Because, uh, you know, just immediate, my immediate impression of it is that it seems insanely hard. So, yeah. Okay. You're standing on water, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, to me, it looks really hard. People mm-hmm. love surfing. I, I've never tried it. Have you? Oh, no. No, I've never tried it. I would love to, I, there was a time I wanted to be a professional surfer, kind of in the same way that you wanted to be a lobster fisherman. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to, I was, well, you know what I was going to be? I was going to be a beach bum. I was going to be that guy who's always waxing his surfboard and like, and then if you will, wax philosophical about things, (laughs) but you kind of rarely ever see me actually surfing. That would be me. (laughs) Well, I once, uh, I dated this girl, you know, for like three days. Um, (laughs) Wow. Long relationship for you. But she had a stepdad and um, I talked to him and, he was like a really cool guy. And he's like, you know what the best place to be homeless is? I'm like, what? It's not he's like, but what? Yeah, he's like, Australia. I just lived on the beach for four years. Lived on the beach? They just let you do that? Apparently. Like, Australia, here I come while I'm waiting for the 50-year storm. Yeah. 
He wasn't at that beach. He wasn't at Bill's beach. Oh, well, darn. Yeah. That's where all the good breaks are or whatever. I never really picked up surfing terminology in this movie. Shout out to Crystal's dad. I don't yeah. know her stepdad. I don't remember him. I don't remember his name. I knew that I I he was he like was a cruise ship captain. He was a cruise ship captain? This guy's yeah. becoming more interesting by the moment. Yeah, so he was a cruise ship captain and then he just was like, Okay, I'm gonna live in in uh like homeless on the beaches in Australia for four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he just like went back to doing other work. I don't know what he did after that. But... I thought he just walked back onto the cruise ship. It's like, hello, I'm back. And they're like, oh, hello, sir. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he jumped off when the ship got to Australia and then it came back in four years after yeah. its tour of duty. Yeah. It was supposed to only be a three hour tour, but. Well, you know, the first mate was a mighty sailing man. Mm-hmm. So the skipper was brave and pure, which neither of which, as we've discussed, is true. <laughs> so. so... Anyway, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so now he's gonna he's gonna start trying to surf, and Lori Petty's gonna save him because he, mm-hmm. he almost drowns. Um, whatever happened to her? You know, it's funny. When I was watching the uh, credits to this movie, the opening credits, I saw Lori Petty's name, and I said, "Oh wow, I'm happy Lori Petty's getting work." And then I remembered, no, this movie's from 1991. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy Lori Petty's getting work. <laughs> She's not as much getting work. Yeah, um, she was kind of big for a minute, and then uh, she kind of wasn't in stuff. Maybe it was Tank Girl that kind of tanked her career. I, that's what I. <laughs> that's actually what I thought too. Was Tank Girl was the one that did it, and I also was thinking, no, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, um. She was in uh, the uh, miniseries that they did for Station Eleven on HBO, which is supposed to be a very good book, and I presume that the uh, miniseries is good, too. Um, and also, yeah, what is with these movies? Every so often a movie comes out that bombs, like, offensively bad. Like, people are mad at the people who made it. It was so bombed. Such a bomb. <laughs> and, like, people never get to work again because, like, people hated Tank Girl that much. And I'm not saying that actually even happened, but I remember like people being like, oh, this sucked. Tank Girl was bad. Screw Lori Petty. It's like, what the hell? It's kind of what happened to Gina Davis, too, with Cutthroat Island. With Cutthroat Island. I know. It's uh, the curse of the two two people who were in League of Their Own going on and doing stupid action movies. Oh, that's right. They were both in League of Their Own. I just, you know, because I was thinking, I was, while we were talking about it, I'm like, why do I like remember Lori Petty so fondly from my childhood? And I realized it's because she's in Free Willy. She's also in Free Willy. Yeah, she was big for a minute. And then uh, Tank, I guess Tank Girl. I don't know. Tank Girl ruined it. All right. Well, anyway, so now Keanu is like, okay, this is the girl that I'm going to like use for my undercover work. She's going to mm-hmm. teach me how to do it. First, I'm going to watch her change out of her bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that scene where we got him with the binoculars. Just like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second here. I'm doing undercover work. I'm deep undercover right now. And like, so she's not wearing underwear, right? No, yeah. You don't see her put any panties on. Yeah, I just I'm, like I, what? Yeah, you think of the same Why thing. Are we I'm watching this? She's she's wet and she's wearing jean shorts. Like chafing seems like it would be an issue here. Chafing. <laughs> so now he's yeah, he goes they go he goes back to the station or whatever mm-hmm. office. And he's like, "Here, give me the information on this person that he apparently got first and last name of somehow." I guess he got the license plate, right? So, but how would they know about the parents? Yeah, why would that be in her police file or FBI file? Or I guess they're getting right. the police records. Uh, that doesn't seem relevant, but I don't know. Maybe they looked her up on Wikipedia. 
I just, <laughs> I just, I always find that sort of frustrating when they do that. Like, you don't you just have files on people, like everybody in America, you know, like you can't just be like, oh, this, this dude's parents are dead, you know, like, yeah, this was not... before the Patriot Act. We weren't spying on everybody to that level back then. <laughs> um, but also he kind of plays it creepily where he's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Um, doesn't come off looking great. And then later when he's like, you know, I, I'm very, well, we'll get there, but I'm very much on Lori Petty's side about this. You know, like, this is not good. Yeah. Being well, deceived he, back to this level. Well, he can't comes up with a pretty damn good story. Comes up with a great story, but a super manipulative serial killer level lie, you know? Right. right. <laughs> this could be a very different movie if they'd gone a very different way with this. Well, of course, it'd be a very different movie if they went a very different way in general. But... <laughs> Well, they make surfing look pretty hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm glad that they did that. <laughs> and then and then, you know, they start splashing each other. So, they're getting along. They're gonna bang. I know it. And then you called it. You've seen any movie before, any movie ever. Well done. <laughs> and then uh we meet Bodie. Bodie, but of course Bodie. that's his name. Well, actually, I'm not even sure what his name is, but his, that's yeah, that's his nickname. Oh, Bodhisattva. Uh, right. Which he doesn't really live up to that. Um, mm -mm. We get some weird energy between mm -hmm. Lori and Swayze here, you know? Yeah, he comes up behind her and just like, rah! And then kisses her on the lips. Make out with you out of nowhere. And then Lori Petty, I, don't worry, I know him. And it's, oh, okay, never mind. And then you know him, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I really thought he was a stranger. That's what I was worried about. Now they're going to play football by headlight on the beach. Yeah. And I have to say, this looks exhausting. It does. You've oh, run yeah. on the sand before, right? Yeah, it's not easy. And uh, I, I assume that they had a long, hard day of surfing, which I know you don't move so much, but I bet the legs are pretty engaged while you surf. Yeah, I'm sure that your upper body is too. You got to paddle out there and do stuff, you know? Yeah, but meanwhile, they're just playing football deep into the night. By the way, is Keanu Reeves an actual lefty? That's what I was thinking. I didn't know he was a lefty. I mean, why would he be doing that if he wasn't a lefty, right? There's really no reason just to have that be a character thing. So, yeah, maybe. Do you remember him in The Replacements? I do. Because he's a quarterback in that. Did he and was he a lefty? Did he? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I, I wouldn't watch that movie if you paid me. So. <laughs> have you I seen it? I absolutely would watch it if you paid me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, really? I would watch it if you paid me. Um, no, I haven't seen it. I've seen parts of it. I don't need to see it again. Well, because I okay. <laughs> don't don't you pick the replacements? Not that you can. It's not an action it. movie, so I don't thank think we'll ever watch it. <laughs> thank you, thank God. Thanks, thank you, Orlando Jones. I was into the bonding, by the way. This little bonding moment that, yeah. that Bodie and Johnny have. Mm -hmm. I like the I bonding moment. Him. You mean him like him tackling him ridiculously into the water, just wrecking his shit? Yeah, but then like you know. I say it sort of goes along with the thrill-seeking stuff, you know? Yeah. No, actually, it was really cool. They come over and they're like, and Bodie's like, it's cool, no, it's man. Good, man. And Not to mention, actually, I kind of liked the respect that they gave him. Like, all right, you were actually a legitimate football player. That's, you know, you can, we're not going to ride you, like, for the flat, for the fucking touch football or whatever. Actually, it's very much not touch football. It's very much tackle football. I actually wrote here, I'm sort of surprised how much I'm buying this so far, actually. Really, this but this this bodes interestingly for the for how we actually end up feeling about the movie. Well, right. I mean the the bonding, the friendship between them. Between them, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I was and buying. How were you feeling about Bodie so far? Because he comes off dickish at first, but then... Yeah, when he first gets up there, he seems like a dick, but then he seems kind of cool. I love... And not not totally yet. I mean, we, we, I don't totally know yet. much about him yet, but... Obviously, but this is the first indication of this... this uh tactic he has for getting people on his side which is being cool and friendly when he doesn't need to be um because like he tackles keanu reeves and keanu reeves gets mad and tackles him back but then it's like no we're friends right and keanu reeves is like yeah i guess i guess we could be friends like i was right. mad at you but now but now i'm not like so i don't know and i mean that happens kind of throughout the movie you see keanu reeves frequently like i should be madder at you right <laughs> and yet i'm kind of like digging it so whatever well, then we're going to cut back to the station. He's, uh, you know, Johnny Utah's walking in with Pappas, and they're going to meet up with Harp here, who's the boss, Harper, or Harp, I don't know. Doesn't matter. John C. McGinley playing the stereotype of the 80s police chief, like, mm -hmm. um, a little heavily, mm -hmm. yelling at everyone, and then, you bother me! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he says, caught my first tube this morning, sir. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is... I feel like they're trying to play him off as like this nonchalant, like I don't give a fuck about authority type guy, mm -hmm. but like it's I I don't really see it. Do you? It seemed inconsistent in that a little bit. Yeah, because he never really, except for the motivational fight that he gets into with Gary Busey, he never really clashes with Gary Busey's authority at all. He kind of just goes along with, well, you're the senior partner or whatever like that. Yeah, I think they're trying to pawn that off on the idea that like Gary Busey's character is not like well received there either so they're both outcasts you know okay. yeah, like together but either way I just was like okay you know yeah well um it does seem a little strange he's there for like a week and a half or something and he's like already like just getting into fights with the boss and it's like okay you're like fresh out of out of the fucking what do you call it academy whatever police academy here yeah exactly like you know who are you mm-hmm you really are just like a little nothing. So whatever. And also like, and this is kind of a weird idea going undercover as a surfer for like a long ass time. So I am a little bit with the boss and like, hey, come on, you know, <laughs> you yeah. bring your fucking surfboard into my office here. Like, what is this? Yeah, this is really weird. I mean, even Gary Buse is like, why'd you bring the surfboard? He's like, well, yeah. I can't close my door. That's why people put them on the roofs and shit, but whatever. I actually kind of get it, though. He's like, I can't close my door. Like, I'm I get that, too. It's just you, you could be not a dick about it, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Like, I'm sorry, sir. I just didn't know what to do. But anyway, that's not the point. Johnny so Utah, he's a brash young punk. Yeah, so they're going to, they're talking about, like, you know, the chemical signatures and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. we should mm -hmm. match up the chemical signature to the beach. Because right? I got a hair sample, yeah. Right, and then um, and they're talking about like they oh they close these beaches for like toxic waste all the time, right? All the Brother? time, yeah. And then and did I'm you hear like, the list of things? Like that, yeah, I know. Did you hear the list of things in the yeah in the arsenic and whatever yeah. else? Fucking plutonium, I don't know, like fucking whatever. And and then they show the one scene where they're on a beach and there's a fucking like smoke belching factory right there, like dumping chemicals right into the beach. I know. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, 1991. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, here's the toxic waste, and then there's the beach people. Oh, well, like, what are you going to do about it? I know. It seems like a lot of fun to surf on a beach with waste, you know? Yeah, just die of cancer. That's what you're going to do about it, which they did. Um, yeah, but then we get the... I didn't really quite buy the collecting hair samples forcefully from yeah. the office. 
<laughs> I mean, I like Gary Busey's way of doing it better yeah. than Keanu's. Keanu's first. didn't make any sense because if you pulled hair right out of somebody's head, you know, it would have yeah. hurt a lot more than that guy. He's like, oh, man, careful. And it's like, no, he pulled fucking hair out by the roots. Like, yeah. Like yeah. a handful, too. It's not just like he grabs one. He's like, rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, like, are you just allowed to take, like, this is, this is uh, illegally, like, you know, gathered evidence? Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. And I, I didn't understand, like, okay, so he's going to end up surfing, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, like, pissing people off. Like, yeah. Why? I don't understand. You collected the hair samples. Like, what? Why did you have to piss people off, too? Like, what is that game? You know, it's like Ace Ventura when he goes around and he's like, you know, gets a guy to punch him in the face so he can count the the thing, the little stones in the ring or whatever. Mm -hmm. The AFC championship ring. I just, I guess I didn't understand what the purpose of this was. Mm -hmm. So he gets punched by uh, by the guy, you know, and then the guy, the guy's like, politeness counts. Yeah. Like, that was, that was adorable. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you just punched a guy in the face, and uh, I think he 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 cut the cord on on his on, on Johnny Utah's surfboard. So that surfboard could have gotten lost, but fortunately, it washes up ashore. How much does a surfboard cost? I'm curious. I think it's like, like uh, twenty two thousand dollars. It seems like a lot. Yeah, I don't think it's that much. <laughs> I, now I'm talking a quality surfboard, not like a, you go to Walmart and get a surfboard. I mean, like surfboard. Who even makes surfboards? I don't know any surfboard companies. Ron John Surf Shop. There's a reason you know about Ron John. Yep. <laughs> Surfboards. It looks like they're as low as a couple hundred, as high as, you know, much more than that. But, like, how can you tell a good... I'm, this is a rabbit hole. I'm going to fall down, so be careful. Let's yeah, let's on. not. Let's not. So the, so now he's going he's gonna to hide from Gary Busey in the bushes, and then he's going to go take a shower, mm -hmm. and uh, the punks are going to surround him. Right. Yeah. These guys, you know, it's funny that you mentioned politeness matters because now we're just going to beat you up. I know. Like, is it the same guy? I don't think it's the same guy, is it? I thought it was the same guy. It was, uh, was it? not Anthony Kiedis. I thought it was the other guy um, whose name I can't remember now. Well, whatever. He's so they're all going to like, we're not going to tell you to leave. We're just going to fuck you up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, guys. Right. yeah sure. <laughs> but, you know, Gary Busey can't see what's happening. So Bodie's got to save the day. Bodie coming out of I don't know where we didn't know he was here. I have to say, Patrick Swayze seemed like a badass in this scene. Yeah, every every time he kicked, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, Roadhouse. Uh, I know, I know, me too. But I'm like, I was thinking, I'm like, his kicks look really good. So, like, I don't know. I guess there's something to this whole Roadhouse, you know, kicking stuff. Yeah, and you know what? I'm a little bit impressed with Patrick Swayze. I'll tell you why. Here, he seems to have done his own kicks. I assume he did his own kicks in Roadhouse too. Uh -huh. He did. Some, I think he did some of his own surfing there. You can see it's him. He did his own skydiving, and most impressively of all, he did his own dancing and dirty dancing. In fact, <laughs> in fact, he was kind of an excellent dancer. So well done, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Who is also well, a godsend to rappers who want to rhyme things with 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 Swayze, because <laughs> you know it rhymes with crazy, so that works really well. Well, so You're Patrick like, Swayze said, yeah. Well, Patrick Swayze actually said he's like, you know, in terms of uh, like the skydiving and the surfing and everything he was like once i realized it's just basically like ballet or dancing or mm -hmm. something else he's like then it was fine for me i'm like oh okay once you realize that yeah. jumping out of a plane is like ballet sure i see how i like ballet i like the idea of being like oh once i realized that the hard thing was like a different hard thing 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> you say uh, so. So then you know Busey's gonna show up and he's like, oh, I don't want to blow his cover. So he's like, hey, some guy stole my car stereo. Did you mm-hmm. see anybody run? He's like, there's some guys back there, brah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I really, what I really enjoyed was Patrick Swayze's chuckle, and he goes, "You like to start shit, don't you?" Mm-hmm. I actually liked. I thought that that was a good. It was a quick thinking on Gary Yusey's part. I was like, oh, I thought good, so I too. I, I thought I thought the same thing. Not bad. Um, I also liked that that uh, you know that Johnny Utah says that because it, it's like a clever moment to have with this random guy. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. Bodie's gonna think is a random guy, and then it's a fun bit with him and Bodie. Like I was really enjoying the bromance that's starting between them. <laughs> They're becoming pals. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And he's gonna invite him over to his house. Like, hey, you should yeah. come over to this party. It's gonna be a gay orgy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm in. Yeah, there, there's like one woman there, maybe two. I think I don't know. <laughs> no, there was a few women there. I was just. So now they're gonna follow the other guys that beat that were trying to beat him up. Oh, I liked the, also that Swayze that Bodie was like, you know, you didn't back down from these guys at all. Like, yeah, I like he's, that. He's like, him. yeah, no hesitation. That's rare in this world, man. So they're gonna follow him, and these guys are driving like just a bunch of assholes. Which mm-hmm. I guess, oh, I know. Bit, but like, really, mm-hmm. it seems like a bit much, doesn't it? Seems like uh, they should have gotten pulled over just in general for bad driving, right? I actually, this is one thing that I I don't like that they do in movies is that they show recidivism as like a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys are just bad news. Like they'll be like, like you know, they have the cops look them up and they'll be like, oh yeah, look at all these priors. So they're just this. These are the guys. And it's like, mm-hmm. see, but that's shitty police work. I'm sorry. I realize that like you can you can view that as a suspect and everything. I I don't know. Was it you or was is it just me? Like the fact that they got a warrant to search their house on the little information that they had. So yeah, the true. only thing linking them was hair, like that did not no DNA match, just like, hey, this guy has arsenic in his hair, and this guy also has arsenic in his hair. This guy so, went to a beach. Right. In LA, which I presume a number of people did. And because at this and, point, not everybody's convinced that they're surfers, right? Yeah. So like I don't know. Yeah, it actually seems like they got that like way too quickly. Me too. I I did not like that. I was just like, this is this is dumb. But anyway, I assume it was to save time and not have us watch you know administrative work. But it was a little unbelievable that they're just like, well, we got them. <laughs> did you? You know? Yeah. I would Are you sure? Do more work than that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's again. So after they've there's what uh, doing a stakeout, right? Then the the other guys show up and they're all pissed off that they're there. It's like, oh fucking have to do my job. This is bullshit that I have to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> their whole their whole stuff in this is just be bizarre to me. I, I um, could have done with less of them. I'll be yes, honest. Me too. So then um he's gonna have to go to the house party. Mm-hmm. And Bodie's gonna be like, What's mine is yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is a very thinly veiled dis- you know, discussion of you can have my ex. Yep. And uh, I mean, he was—he said that right after making out with this chick too. And I'm like, what exactly does he mean here? You know? I know. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not yours anymore. You know? Yeah. Already anyway, though. So now we're gonna head out to the beach. They're gonna sit around the fire, and they're all gonna talk about dying surfing. Yeah. Which you know, I don't know. I I want to die I, surfing before the age of thirty. Seems yeah. a bit much. Well, you know, I also anticipate dying doing one of my hobbies. So like. Because if you die in Dark Souls, you die in real life. So <laughs> that's why you God, can't that's not the case. 
it would have been fucking it would have been a uh short life yeah. yeah now they're like oh we're gonna do some night surfing you know mm-hmm. that's what we do and uh and then we got this this i guess it's rosie we didn't know this yet but mm-hmm. or did we did we know it was rosie at this point no i don't think so well apparently he's got to stab the gas thing gas yeah. bottle open. seems like a really stupid way to go about this but okay yeah and then dump it all over and then he's gonna light it he's gonna light the fire but like okay so that means there's just gas everywhere so how did he not light himself on fire yeah that's a good question i was like he's gonna light his entire arm on fire given that he's dumped lighter fluid all over himself and then he's drinking a beer nothing that's super flammable he just at all. keeps spitting on it yep yep and it's like Alrighty, guy. Like, I get we're supposed to get that these guys are, you know, borderline suicidal with their thrill seeking, but yikes. Yeah. This guy just seems like a psychopath, mm-hmm. which is, is the point. We're supposed to think he's a psychopath, but I just was like, nobody's, I just, people aren't like this in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe they are. I should hope that most people aren't. <laughs> and so, you know, Bodie's, they're going to go back in and they're gonna be like, hey, there's still two out there, brah. And Brody and Bodie's going to be like, leave the fire going for him. Mm-hmm. It's like so he's he's being a proper wingman here because they're gonna go fuck on the beach, an old yeah. fashioned sex on the beach. See what I did there? Two drinks. I actually did. I uh, I really liked this scene. It sounds like stupid, but I really actually dug it. Them hanging out on the surfboards out there on the on the tide or whatever, just sort of In talking daylight, to each other. It's <laughs> actually yeah, in the actual daylight. Although Lori Petty seems cold, her teeth are chattering. <laughs> well, it probably was cold. I'm sure if, you, if you're in the ocean for like hours on end, you get cold. Yeah, and then I, I thought it was a good buildup for their kiss. It was actually like romantic, I guess. I don't know. And then I, I thought it was a bit much that they immediately do it on the beach, but whatever. Yeah. Something right. out of my experience is not necessarily out of Keanu Reeves's experience. So, Well, okay. But it might be out of Johnny Utah's experience. <laughs> yeah, but you forget Johnny Utah looks like Keanu Reeves. That's true. That's true. So, okay. I know people love, like women love keanu reeves mm. and i'm not saying he's ugly but like i don't really get i don't think he's all that attractive really i mean he's okay i don't think no. he's ugly i just don't i mean he's not i think george clooney and brad pitt are like much better looking men than keanu reeves somewhere keanu reeves is going oh i don't i don't mean this to bash him i just i don't i don't get like the the adoration i just think like okay he's he's okay you know, I think this is the genesis of the sad Keanu meme. That's why he's sitting on the bench looking sad because he heard this. This, this, is about <laughs> this is me saying this. Yep. He's like, oh man, he's the one person you want to impress. You never can. I guess Keanu's, you disagree. You think he's really handsome? Keanu's a really handsome man. Really? And it's funny. He's one I of those guys. He's better looking now than he was then. It's one of those funny things where he's got a particular kind of boyish look back then, and now he like actually aged up correctly and looks just as good now for like his own age, his age, which is probably his fifties, right? He's in his fifties, yeah. But still, action star. So why not? Actually, did you see? This is unrelated, but I saw Denzel Washington was like, "Oh, I'd love to have like a crossover John Wick Equalizer movie," and I'm like, "That would be cool. That would be amazing." I mean, I'm sure it's not going to happen, but that's what. He, but he was like, "Yeah, he was like joking about it being a fun idea." Don't joke like that, Denzel. Yeah, Denzel, come on! If you can't do it, get our hopes up like that. Don't tease us and then not deliver. Well, now he's like, "Oh shit, I'm so late! I'm so late!" Right? And then you know, I, he's mm-hmm. going to end up trying to bang her again in the daylight. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I thought you said you were light. Late. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, I'm really late. Well, like, it's like showing how into her he is, and she thinks it's funny. Oh, whatever, I don't care. And then he, you know, almost gets into accidents driving there. So, okay, it would be funny to completely miss the raid. You know, <laughs> like right? Yeah, his this raid. Isn't just, this isn't just a stakeout. This is they're gonna like go in there, shoot everybody, and he's gonna miss it. <laughs> Like he gets there and there's just body bags on the street and they're like, oh, all of your partners died. And he's like, oh. Yeah, they're, they're like, yeah, he, they didn't have any backup. Yeah, was like, oh. Well, they get there. So he's he like, gets well, there. Well, 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 I was back up with Lori Petty, so. Yeah, exactly. And well, so he gets there and I just like, it's so goofy to me that all these FBI guys just fucking hate each other, you know? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's, yeah, like asshole. Okay. Fine, whatever. I like I like that they're just waiting to get like do the raid and like they're like lined up at the side of the house like they're about to like sneak in and then he just goes up behind them like me too. Yeah, I know. Not wearing any FBI stuff or anything, but me too. <laughs> well, um well I mean Pappas isn't wearing any FBI stuff either. Yeah, but he's undercover. He's pretending to have lost Scooby. 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 Hey Scoob. Another end. I actually like this because We've already seen that his character Pappas actually has good, you know, undercover skills. Like he I know it's neat, right, isn't it? Yeah, he can. He kind of gets right, convincingly right into it. You know. Yeah, I think it's really neat. So, yeah, he's going to come up to the door. I'm Keanu's looking through the back window, and there's a lady in the shower, and uh, this guy's being really fucking weird while he's listening to music. He's being weird, and the lady in the shower is like absurdly alluring. Like, if yeah. he's doing the shower like that, or just on Showtime, you know? Um, yeah. And and we get another Johnny Utah lingering on the the female form a bit longer than he needs to, and it actually ends up messing him up. Well, and was that Gina Gershon, by the way, that answered might, the door? It might have been actually, but I don't know. I I didn't recognize her, but that is plausible. Well, anyway, the G Gina Gershon looking lady just answers the front door in a fucking thong yeah so she answers the door not dressed appropriately to be answering doors that's okay i don't know how many just like mostly naked women are floating around this this apartment but okay at least two. i thought that was the chick from the shower and nope the chick from the shower is still in the shower so, <laughs> which we find out in a minute i also i love that they do this in movies all the time where they just have women answer doors in nothing i'm just like women don't do that mm. no like, they do and then they get into karate fights, you know, completely naked. So that's right. <laughs> typical female behavior, as I say. But yeah, so Pappas is going to raid, even though Keanu's like trying to tell them not to. Mm. And I'm like, really? You can't hear over the lawnmower? You have a fucking earpiece in. It's like a dinky yeah. lawnmower. It's not even that close, but okay. But so Pappas is going to go in and um, they're going to shoot at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these guys, like they immediately break out grandfather's arsenal, you know? Yeah. What the hell? Like, who's the grandfather, you know? They've got a fucking armory in there. They really um, do. They're just, like, automatic weapons. It's like, okay. Grenade I think launcher. these guys supplied the Soviet Union back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> they so, That's why they have them all back, because the Soviet Union went out of business. And they were like, <laughs> we'll take it all. <laughs> but, yeah, so then I'm like, Jesus, Pappas okay here? And then yeah, he seems like he shouldn't be. And it's like, oh, I guess he's okay. Did the chick get all shot up though? Because it seemed like she took most of those bullets, and then I don't That's know. That's what I was thinking. I, but I feel like they show her later, and she's not dead or anything. So yeah, that's what I thought too. So okay. <laughs> so Keanu's gonna, you know, burst in now too because you know, he's got to save Pappas, and mm. uh, he gets into a fight with the naked chick. <laughs> she's just fighting him naked. I mean, this one is naked. She's completely naked, and she is fighting Keanu Reeves in a fight scene, <laughs> like. 
All right. Yeah, but she ends up stabbing a guy in the back while she's. Yeah, she's. She doesn't give up either because, yeah, she comes back later with a knife. Like she went and recoups and stabs (laughs) that FBI agent repeatedly. Yeah. Was Was he okay, by the way? I don't know if we ever found out if he was okay. I mean, who gives a shit? (laughs) Who gives a shit indeed? I wanted him out of the movie anyway. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so <laughs> this is our first really big action sequence, except for the fight. Right, right. At the beach, then, but that was just a fight. This is like a lot of crazy stuff going well, on. Well, we see an action sequence with them robbing the bank, too. Oh, yeah, the bank robber. You're right, you're right. But uh, now we're getting, like, even before they were getting close to the mower, I was like, what are they going to do with that mower? Mm-hmm. It was oh, I know. It was like Me, too. They, they built suspense with this lawnmower actually quite well. Um, yeah, congratulations because I was I was nervous. I was like, I, was I do. I was like, oh, please stay away uh-huh. from the fucking mower. Yeah, because they don't actually the the lawnmower isn't a threat, like an explicit threat at first. It's just there, and you know that it could be a threat, and then right. it becomes an explicit threat. And I'm like, I know they're not going to chop up Keanu Reeves' face. But I'm still a little nervous. This is like upsetting for me. But so, and well, I was confident they were shoots, the, shoots yeah. the mower. That's Which how they stop it. Seems like he could have missed and hit Keanu Reeves's head. But okay, yeah, no kidding. All right, I was he like, wouldn't it have been easier to just run up and move the mower? I feel um, like he could have moved it. That would have been the best, best, no, best shoot, line of action. Shoot the engine. You know, I was thinking here though, and it's possibly not fair because I shouldn't compare movies, but I was like, you know, other movies not only would have had the bad guy get chopped up by the mower, we would have had to watch it excruciatingly. Yeah, we would have had true. to see it in detail. We would have seen the insides of his skull as it was if being Stallone chopped. Stallone was directing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. But also a little bit Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Well, he wasn't as gruesome as Stallone as not as gruesome as Stallone. You're right, but he did enjoy pe- seeing people get chopped up. He's like, here's this guy's hand flying off from the leg fucking blade. <laughs> anyway, um, and then here's this guy getting sliced completely in half, which still kind of still kind of bothers me. Honestly, really, because I feel like it was so over the top that it was like cartoonish. You know, it was yeah. Well, anyway, let's move on. We didn't. Nobody ended up getting hurt from the lawnmower. Right, thankfully, and then so, um, so now we're 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 gonna go back into the house, and of course, John C. McGinley is gonna be like, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have trusted you guys, and I'm like, because Tom Sizemore is gonna show up. Tom Sizemore out of nowhere, I was pleased, yeah, to see. I knew he was in this. I was like, yeah, hey. me either. I literally wrote Tom Sizemore, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> same, I didn't write it down, but I was same, and uh, I didn't even see him in the house until like the end there. Well, because he shows up, yeah. And yeah, oh, I saw he was he, in the house with them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he uh he was the one who was like, wait, and then they cuff him anyway. And then later, you know, this part actually pissed me off because I was like, they didn't know, you know, like they're like they ruined this guy's long term bust thing, and it's like they did. How are they supposed to know that? I feel like the FBI should have known that, you know. Well, so this is what what I was gonna get to on this because McGinley is gonna totally blame, mm-hmm. um, you know, Johnny Harp is gonna blame Johnny Pappas. and Pappas, yeah, and. I actually feel like that's his fault. That's he's he seems like the warrant, and he mm-hmm. should have been doing the due diligence to find out if there's any, you know, um, corresponding investigations. So exactly, like, it's your fucking fault. Well, I will say that there were some—I don't even remember when—in the past, sometime in the past twenty years, <laughs> there have been reports about our intelligence agencies refusing to share information with each other. So maybe that happened. 
Yeah, but this is law enforcement agencies, not intelligence agencies, you know. So yeah, maybe it's a similar thing. I don't know. But yeah, the point, no, yeah, right, it could be. I just you know the actual I FBI. Like you should be checking. Yeah, yeah. The FBI should have been checking, and I don't feel like that's on Pappas and Utah because do they even right. have they're investigating the FBI checks before mm -hmm. you get a warrant. Yeah, and like do they even have the clearance to check that kind of shit? Well, they who knows if they do, but I'm sure that like you know, their, their job is to investigate the crimes, right? Like they're mm -hmm. not supposed to be doing the administrative work, all of the administrative work in the background yeah. like that. Anyway, anyway, the point here is, is like, I think that's on harp and I, mm -hmm. it annoys me that he's being such a dick about it. Yeah. Same. But now we're going to go back. Uh, he's, he's going to go fuck Lori Petty some more. And then we have the bedroom scene in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, right? Yeah, because, I mean, Keanu should be face down, and Laurie should be looking up. Well, you know. Because what was the next I'd rather see. What is this movie? Well, you did get, you got, if you really needed, you know, the, the nudity, you got that. We just scene. had it. That's true. Yeah. We're done with nudity for this one. Yeah, yeah. Now, Bodhi's going to show up before 5 a.m. to tell mm -hmm. them to come surfing. Yeah. We would not be friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us would be surfers because the best waves are in the really early morning, so they're all up like at the crack of fucking dawn. I couldn't do that. Well, she tells him back when she's going to give him surfing lessons to be there at six every morning on the dot, and I'm just like, this sounds like it fucking sucks. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a good thing that I didn't become a surfer. Um, although, like I said, all I do is wax the boards, so it doesn't matter. I'll just be there in the middle. I'll I'll wander over to the beach at three p.m. and be like, oh, just gonna wax people will be like aren't you gonna surf and i'll be like no nah, man the waves aren't right so now they're they're headed over there they, he ends up going of course and then uh one of the guys moons everybody and that's mm. when johnny figures it out the butt of destiny a lot of butts in this movie a lot of butts and not, and not the ones you expect and also like i was thinking about it in the video he that it's, it's written thank you or something right on his butt mm -hmm. yeah i mean somebody else had to do that yeah so somebody was like looking at his butt while writing. Thank you. Yeah, these guys anyway. are close, man. You don't you don't They're realize. So Pappas, Gary Busey is being hilarious here because because Keanu has figured it out and he tells Pappas and he's like, "Hey, man, they're gonna rob the savings and loan, whatever." Mm -hmm. and, um, which, by the way, we don't see that anymore. There's not like banks called savings and loan anymore, is there? Yeah, no. Particularly um, not if that's the only thing that they're called, I guess. Well, it was <laughs> there was something else, but I don't know. No, was it? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember seeing is the word saving and loans. So I was like, okay, because there's savings like, and loans there. Give me two sandwiches. Johnny, mm -hmm. two. Hey, Johnny, two sandwiches. I'm like, what he the fuck is really, happening here? He was really <laughs> insistent on it being two sandwiches to the point that I was like, is something going to happen with these two sandwiches? Like, is he going to kill Keanu with the two sandwiches? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it felt like it was a plot point they were emphasizing it so much, but it had nothing to do with anything. But then he 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 brings it back and he goes, he, he says, I'm so hungry I could eat the ass out of a dead rhino or mm -hmm. something along those lines. I used to use that quote all the time, mm. but I got it from Apollo 13. Well, which okay. is after this. So yeah, but Bill Paxton uh, says it. But chronologically, it's before this. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's after this. Oh, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that took place in 1970, and uh, this was, I presume, take place in 1991. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad that that's such a frequently used phrase in movies. That seems like we needed that. In I can't believe there's two uses of that. Yeah. And and he mentions I should have gotten should have had you get three sandwiches and I'm like this guy needs sandwiches Jesus I, Christ I feel him on that I love me some sandwiches 
Well, um, whatever. Well, they missed. They completely missed the guys pulling up though because of this. Well, like, he says, "Did you see the guys? Did you see the Lincoln pull up?" Mm-hmm. And Gary's was like, "I don't care. I love sandwiches. <laughs> I'm yeah, reading comics, you know." Yeah, and and also he's laughing way too much at the funnies. Yeah. Like, he loves the like funnies. Every 30 seconds, he's like, ah! And it's like, what the fuck? It's not that funny. Beetle Bailey is not that funny, guys. Also, like, it doesn't take that long to read the funnies. There's not that many of them in there. He comes off as, like, a, almost a different character in this scene. Because he right? seems like, he? like a competent FBI. I mean, he's kind of a screw-up, but, like, not a complete idiot. And this one, he seems like he's, like, a child. <laughs> Give me right? sandwiches. I read comics. Okay. Sure. I... Also, I feel like from this moment on, we take some really weird turns. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the, they miss them. They, they're getting away. And, and then Johnny's just going to go out and shoot at them in the middle of the fucking street. In broad yeah, no, daylight. No regard for bystanders in this world. You just start shooting. That's yep. how that works. And I, I was like, I had done the Pope Notables. And I was like, okay, so Reagan is supposed to be Bodie, right? Mm-hmm. But then the way he was like, with the gas thing and he's mm-hmm. lighting it on fire. I'm like, so is this the fire guy? The guy who like stabbed the gas can, you know, yeah. and I, actually, I thought, it actually seemed out of character for Bodhi a little bit. But. It did. It seemed really reckless. I mean, mm-hmm. so the thing is, is like, this starts a trend of a lot mm-hmm. of recklessness mm-hmm. with Bodhi. And I, I, I sort of had trouble with it anyway. Well, it's when things start to go wrong. He sort of, yeah. When he's, when he's losing control over the situation, he kind of has to, I don't know what he kind of has to do, but he certainly starts throwing caution to the wind. He sure does. I love how they always show these guys in these like chase scenes in like an all-out sprint for like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. I'm like, I don't care how good of shape you are in, um, you wouldn't last this long. I'm sorry. Yeah, no kidding. This is kind of a long chase scene, like you mentioned. They are kind of going all over. It's like touring LA here. Yeah, <laughs> through people's houses. Yeah. I like the I like the house that they go through and the woman's like hitting him because she's like what the fuck are you doing in my house? He's like because well, he breaks her window and I'm thinking like how does he think that he's allowed to do that? Just break yeah. the window. And then the FBI I assume does not reimburse her on this because we never hear about it again. So just <laughs> just her her glass door is broken. So okay. And so I had to tell you there was so much stuff about this with the potent notables. I figured I would just save it for the uh, for the movie overview. Yeah. Go Don't for it. worry. He did not kick a real dog. Good. I actually wasn't that worried about that because I kind of figured it was it was chicanery. But yeah, I actually I had forgotten to mention. I'm glad you brought it up. First, maybe not the very first, but the first I know of use of a dog as a weapon. So yeah, well he throws a real dogs. dog. The, re- the dog, dog is actually okay. thrown, and he was prepared for it. it's like one and a half feet though. They threw. Yeah, it. that's so like that's that seems reasonable to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and then uh, and then he kicks a fake dog, and okay. and like you know I saw this once a long time ago. And I'm watching it now, and I'm just like, who the fuck needs this explanation? You have no idea how many times I saw this come up. It's not a real dog. It's not a real dog. It's not a real dog. <laughs> like, well, no fucking shit. I didn't think he was going to kick a fucking dog, you know? Like, even if they said, Keanu, you got to kick that dog. I, I feel like Keanu would be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, though. Yeah, I don't think he'd do it either. He's just not that type of person, it would seem. <laughs> and, you know, actually, conceptually, I don't have a problem with it. I know I complained about potential violence toward dogs a lot in the Kingsman, but uh, 
Well, it's different though. That that was like unnecessary. This, I mean, it was unnecessary for Bodhi to use the dog as a weapon. But I actually, you know, I don't blame Johnny Utah's character for kicking it to get away because it's like fuck, you know, <laughs> like this dog's attacking yeah. me. It's a pit bull too. I mean, that's not yeah. like it's a strong dog. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that though. Just suddenly the dog being tossed at the camera. It's like okay, <laughs> you say so. He's just shooting at everybody indiscriminately. Yep, just, just it's like the old west, just guns blazing. And then he gets Bodhi dead to rights, and he just shoots in the air. In the air, yeah. At first, I was like, is he shooting like at the power grid or something, and it's going to come down on him? But no, he has no plan. He's just angry. But he could have shot him, and I'm he just shot him. The whole this whole time, I'm like, so it would be one thing if they were showing how like they don't want to fire their weapons. You know, mm -hmm. but like he's been pretty okay with the idea of killing all of them for this everything that led up to this chase scene and then throughout the chase scene. But then he gets hurt and he can't chase him anymore. And he's like, Well, I better not kill him. Well, for me, it was, um, and if he's such a good shot, why don't you shoot him in the leg or something? You know, that's that's kind of what, um, what uh, uh, Pappas is going to get to in a minute. We've established what a good shot he is, but this is like when, um, Reagan looks back and like we get a very like look very like emotional look at his piercing eyes um staring right at um Johnny Utah. So right. I thought that was it like he was just like you know is this goes back to like the I I should be shooting you but I'm somehow drawn to you and I like you and like Well right, I knew that was the reason, but I just mm -hmm. was like I don't know. Why don't I bought it? I I I would have bought it more if they hadn't had him shooting at everybody to begin with. Mm, that's true. That's that's the part that drives me crazy. He just shot at them in the middle of the street, shot out their windows, but now all of a sudden you're like, well, I know it's Bodie, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, it's one thing to shoot somebody while they're running away from you. Another thing to shoot them while they're staring right at you. <laughs> Is it? Isn't that I don't know. Anyway, so so yeah, Pappas is going to get into that, like you said about he, he like you don't miss. So I don't buy that you just like missed. I missed. Um, yeah, I missed. Then he he says, "I'll beep you." I yeah. had, did not realize that nine that nineteen ninety one had beepers. <laughs> um. Yeah, one of my parents had a beeper at this around this time, like through some of the eighties too. Really? Yeah. For, for is that when when yeah for I was going to say for nursing. Mm -hmm. And uh, people always used to be like, "Oh, are you a doctor?" And uh, because like only, <laughs> you know, it was it was a profession thing. You didn't have beepers for fun. Also, and throughout this movie, I, I was like, "Holy shit!" The Fast and the Furious was just Point Break with cars. Yeah, it's really all it is. <laughs> Every, really, at the end of the day, it's it's like one of those the uh, Greek tragedy sort of things. Like every movie, really, it just goes back to Point Break in some way. <laughs> everything is right some version of point break it's oh it's all inspired by the same source but at this point i'm like how could there possibly be 50 minutes left of this movie yeah i was thinking that too actually right when the bank like when they pull up to the bank and they're gonna rob that bank i'm like there's like an hour left <laughs> like <laughs> what are we doing Isn't this, this feels, like, this feels like the final showdown but, okay <laughs> and then lots of movie is left i was actually worried i was like this is gonna be like a really dumb drawn out ending We'll see That's what I was going. worried about too. Yeah. Now we're gonna cut back. Bodie's like, you know, they, he's talking to his gang, and they're all upset because, like, he's a fucking federal agent, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he just ends up convincing them all to to do what he wants. Yeah. He should have started a cult. I mean, he basically did. Yeah. His force of will is actually quite strong. It's the kind of person who does start a cult. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. It's the cult of personality. 
Yep, and like it's even drawing in Johnny. You know, it's it's impressive. And actually, like you know, we'll get to either the performances, but Patrick Swayze does a good job with the magnetism. If you ask me, I don't disagree with you at all. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah. we'll get into it. So now we're gonna go back, and he's like he's asleep, and Lori Petty's gonna wake him up with a gunshot to the pillow next to him. Yeah, which uh, I also know was, seems a bit much. Seems a bit much. I know we're. It's like it was a. It was a. What do you call it? Bait and switch there. What? Because because Bodie says, "I know just how to deal with it," and then we see the shadow of the gun creeping up on Johnny. I get it, but like, and I get that she's mad because she finds his um his badge and his you know his FBI. Yeah, thing. it's ridiculous though. Plus, shooting the. I pillow. never saw. Did you ever see any at any point in this movie any scene where he says that he does something different than being in an FBI? Uh, yeah, he says he's a lawyer. No, he just says he went to law school. Aha, you're right. He says he went to law school, and he doesn't really say what he's doing now. But at one point, Bodhi says, oh, so you're a lawyer, huh? And Keanu uh, doesn't respond. He just says right. nothing. Doesn't say anything, um, exactly. Which, that certainly leads everyone of, everyone present to think that he is, in fact, a lawyer. Yeah, okay. And when he realizes... He, he also calls, says, I, I have a client I'm supposed to be meeting. Yeah, really, yeah. so That's I guess... When okay. he sees the butt. But, you know... Still, I get it, but uh, shooting the pillow it just seems like kind of a, a big reaction. It's a big reaction, and I get we want some action, and also like she's not wearing any clothing, so that's also kind of strange. yeah. She's wearing nothing, which I didn't realize she was wearing nothing. By the way, did yeah, you? Me too. No, I because she's got the open uh, shirt, right? The I don't know if it's a flannel shirt or a dress shirt, a or whatever. Shirt. Yeah, but it's open, but you can't totally see anything. And then when she turns like and runs, it's just and like runs Lori Petty butt. Yep, yep, just okay. She's not wearing pants either, so okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I was okay. I'm I sort of get the idea that she's not wearing pants, but not wearing any underwear either. Although yeah. I guess they've established that she doesn't wear underwear, so yeah, there you go. All right, surprise, um, surprise nudity in this movie, not a ton, but like every so often it shows up, and you're like, Whoa, that there's on? just a lot of naked aggression by women yeah. in this movie. This is true, it's interesting. We could write a paper on this, in fact, I will. So, oh, great. So then, um <laughs> Now, now we're gonna we're gonna see what Bodhi's plan is, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's he's gonna take him skydiving. Apparently, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I just want to say I love this this shot of um, Johnny wakes up. You know, he's been calling uh, what's her name Tr Taylor or something. It's not Taylor. Taylor, um, that's right. I completely forgot. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter. She's Lori Petty. But uh, so when he hears someone knocking at the door early, he's like, and by the way, he's got like a football clock, a football helmet clock. How cool is that? <laughs> and I think it was made by like Riddle, like it said like Riddle on it, something like that. And I was like, this is neat. You always hear about the football phone, but I never hear about the football helmet clock. No. So anyway, I'm gonna look that up on eBay now. But uh, yeah, he opens the door, and it's and it's the four of them. Like I don't know the way they framed this and how surprised I was because they really effectively like you're like oh no they're gonna kill him and he's like come on dude we gotta go and like Keanu is like wait but i know that you know that i'm an fbi agent but you're pretending you don't know so yeah exactly what's going on here so he's like well i'm not just gonna say guys you know i'm an fbi agent right so i'm gonna play along but at the same time i know that you know so i, I don't know i really like the way that works i did too actually I, and, yeah. and actually like Bodie, like we know all this stuff about Bodie now and yet he's still like I might have gone with him. I've been, I've been like, all right, this seems fun. <laughs> you know, you're excited for me. So I guess this is, I guess I'll go. Yeah. And we're just going to, we're going to just pretend to go. Cause at, at the very least, mm -hmm. I mean, they don't necessarily know that he knows who they are. They know mm -hmm. who he is. Yeah. 
right? So they don't necessarily know who, that. Oh, that's true. I was I was kind of hoping that they would go in that route, you know, like that they were trying to figure out if he knew, but that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is fine. It's fine. So he takes some skydiving and <laughs> and and then he's like. He's like, you know, I kind of fucked up my knee. I don't know if I should be doing this. And he's like, yeah, I saw you were limping. But don't worry, man. We're not going to land on land. <laughs> I feel so much better. Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay, great. So, yeah. neato. And then we get that weird hot potato, you know, parachute situation. Right oh, I know. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, I was very confused about, like, are they, are they like, well, trying to psych trying him to out? Prove the the point. Point? They're trying to prove the point, but at first I thought it was like a Princess Bride kind of thing where they're like, ah, you're, you, you won't be able to follow along with which parachute it is that isn't, oh, that isn't good. That's not what they were doing. They were just like you said, you know, all the parachutes are presumably, even Eggsies are presumably um, <laughs> Even Eggsies. Nicely done. Nice callback. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it was kind of strange. That's like a, a lot of parachute, a lot of skydiving in recent movies. Yeah, really. It's kind of crazy. To, you know what's crazy to me? Whenever I see this, I'm like, my mom did this. Yeah, well, you know. When when I was 11. <laughs> like, I'm going to jump out of a plane. Yeah, Because, you not? know, I die. There's not really much left for you. <laughs> well, you know, at the same time, um, I don't my know. My dad would have been so pissed if he died. Got to take care of this kid now. <laughs> That's really <laughs> shitting on my dad. He's, he, yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know if he's actually quite that bad, but okay. Yeah, he's, you know, he's he's really bad. He's but not going to listen though. to this. So I don't really mind. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. how many times have I said that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the skydiving scene here is really well done too. I love it. Yeah, I, I liked it too. Um, and then they they basically make him come along on a bank robbery. Yeah. And well, yeah, there's oh. the actually kind of surprising bit where after the skydive, he's like, "Hey, I know you're still on a high, Johnny. Come on over here. I got to show you." On my weird little portable TV that existed in 1991, um, <laughs> some footage I have of of Lori Petty tied up and being threatened to be killed. So that brought things to a head. You know, I didn't like that. I didn't love it either, but it was certainly you know had the emotional effect it was supposed to on me, where I was like, ah, geez, I'm surprised and kind of like worried. Not really worried. You know, I'm not actually worried for Lori Petty's safety. <laughs> well. I just think this was a really bizarre way to go about things. I, I, I don't know. Well, we'll get it. I think we'll talk about it more with the rank, but um, so they're, they're going to make him help. They're going to make him help them rob a bank. Right. And, um, and now, and now he's going to break his own rule where he's going to go for the vault. Oh, they don't have a mask for him either, which I thought was cute. Yeah. He's just there himself, which president do you think he should have been if they had one for him? Where'd they get these masks, by the way? Is this something you could just buy? I, all those I wanted to buy some. I think he should have been Obama. <laughs> they would have known beforehand. <laughs> this guy who's probably like 20 at the time. He was like 23, I think. Let's see. 1991, 23 would have been what? 68? So let's see. 61. So he would have been 20, 30. He would have been 30. Oh, wow. I don't know why I have 60, 91 minus 61. So <laughs> he's, he's an oldster. But anyway, he wasn't president. <laughs> it's what he wasn't. No. They should have given him like a senator yet either. Well, oh yeah, he, they should have given him like a really weird president, like um, Grover Cleveland. Yeah, no, I was gonna go. I was Miller gonna go with Frank, That's a good one. I was gonna go with Franklin Pierce, but uh, Miller that's Fulmer a good one too. too. Just like you would. I don't even know who this is supposed to be. Who? Who's, who did you just hand me? President. <laughs> Actually, Franklin Pierce would have been perfect because he's, you know, sort of considered to be one of the most handsome presidents, even though he was oh. a drunk piece of shit. Perfect. 
all set. That's, um, that's, that's Johnny all over. That's Johnny all over. So then they go for the vault and, uh, you know, obviously everything goes to shit and he's, he, he like gives this whole speech about how he could never hurt somebody. And then he fucking shoots a guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, yeah. And then he's pretty much gotten all his crew killed now. I was sad. Well, I guess they're not all. It's just one that died. And it was sad. Mm-hmm. This kid dying. He's young. Yeah. yeah and it was like, a, you know, he, he dies in Reagan's arms, essentially. So it's really turning you against Bodie. Yeah. Um, he's it's like a lot of contradiction to his character, but he's gone over the edge. And and it's it would be it would be kind of weird if he was just super likable throughout the entire ending, you know, like because we wouldn't want him to be uh, uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, I was gonna make a joke about uh, dying, and the uh, last thing you see being Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Wasn't like, there? Uh, there's something we watched. Oh, the nice guys. Remember they make that joke. No. Last thing you see is the last thing you see is uh, Nixon before you die. Nixon. Oh well, that's even worse. You don't remember that? that? Well, you know what I would rather? I would rather the last thing I see be Ronald Reagan or uh, Richard Nixon rather than the first thing I see after dying being one of them. Yeah. I think that was the joke in The Nice Guys, too. Well, I just stole jokes from from Shane Black, so sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> I was going to try I was going to try to make a joke about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s with Reagan, but I couldn't come up with it and be sensitive, so I'll just mention that I failed. <laughs> Attempted yeah, to get AIDS and failed. What? Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean I actually was like I, I was like way to go Bodie, you dick. Yeah. And then the next thing is Harp being a gigantic dick. Mm-hmm. Again. Oh, again. But don't worry, Pappas is going to punch him in the face. And I just like, like it didn't even satisfy me, you know? Like I just wasn't even I was like, okay. And also, good guy with a gun over here just decided oh, to I know. fire. Like and I like the security guard being like, "Don't. No, this is not worth that." And this guy's like, I'm good anyway. Just shoot everybody and then get shot myself and be dead. And, and also uh, get the guy shot. He got the mm-hmm. security guard shot. Yeah. And uh, got technically Johnny shot, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest unbeknownst to us. Yeah. But known to him. He says, FBI undercover. And then mm-hmm. the guy just, just shoots him. Shoots him anyway. So great, great job, cop. Seems like a cop to me. See, he's <laughs> shooting indiscriminately. It's all the, it's all the, Checks all the boxes. Yep. yep. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. So they're they're arresting uh, Keanu, and but Pappas takes him, and then undoes the cuffs, and is like he's because he's like I know where they're going, mm-hmm. and then um, so they go to the airport, and um, Pappas is going to be kind of hiding. The guy sort of discovers him, mm-hmm. right, and he shoots at him and misses. I mean, it's like point blank. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Gary Busey is lucky. They're really bad shots. And then like pretty shortly after that, I'm like, oh. I guess he's not lucky. Yeah, same. And then Keanu's like, no! In a very Keanu way. Mm. It's like, man, Bodhi just won't stop. Yeah, he's over the edge here. Like, way too fucking much. And, uh, you know, several of his crew members were up to this point like, the fuck are you doing? We're going in the vault. What is wrong with you? But they're still following him. So, no. The scene in the plane is just brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to know that guy was going to die, right? Yeah. I mean, it, and it was just, oh, it's brutal. He sends him out with the sh- parachute. I mean, it's impressive this guy even got the parachute open, it would seem. But he's dead when they get to the ground. So Yeah. And I mean, then I, I mean, he dives out of the plane without a parachute. 
I mean, this is the sort of thing that if you had told me in the beforehand, I would have been like, oh, yeah, this movie sounds great. But I don't know. It actually kind of worked in a way. It did. It's I, so surprising that it did. Because, like, I feel like at this point, we've kind of established that Keanu sort of has nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. His girlfriend's kidnapped, essentially, mm -hmm. right? He doesn't seem like he's going to have a job anymore. And yeah. his partner just got killed. Yeah. So, um, so he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go, you know, try to get him. Yeah, and it and it matches like what we already we've been told about how he does he has no hesitation, but right then he did have hesitation and and Bodhi got away with it the one time he did, and also like the whole thrill space seeking aspect of it he's like you know fine, <laughs> jumping out of a plane what you know this is this is about where my life is like you said so yeah exactly and um so he's you know he's gonna he's gonna catch up to him the other guy's dead like you mentioned mm -hmm. and i was like it really basically is just a cult like they drank the kool-aid yeah the actual they, like death kool-aid they they kind of really did and i'm just thinking about bodhi's like again i feel like bodhi had to know this guy was gonna die on the way down or not be able to open the chute and just fucking crash into the ground and then his body is you know obliterated but you know you know yeah that does give you a like insight into Bodhi at the end of the day like I don't know if he thinks that the thrills are worth other people's lives or the money or I don't know what you know right yeah I mean because he doesn't even seem that broken up about these guys dying exactly that's what the part this is well we'll get into it in the rank but it, it mm. sort of struck me as odd mm -hmm. yeah um, no, I agree so now he's he's gonna be like okay cut her loose you know like let uh Lori Petty go and and she just sprints to Keanu. Mm -hmm. Um and then she's only, she's only wearing like her underwear and it's like a slip. It's like yeah. okay. <laughs> poor woman. <laughs> Should have given her more clothes. I know, right? The budget um, that they run out. And so <laughs> so she's gonna run up to him and then we're gonna have a call back to earlier in the movie when Keanu's trying to tell Lori Petty that uh that he's an undercover cop. And mm -hmm. she's like, like, men are so bad at this. Shh, let's do mm -hmm. it another time. Which like, you know. It seemed to me like she thought he was going to say he loved her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she's going to run up to him after having been kidnapped, bound, in like no clothes, mm -hmm. and he's going to do that line to her? Yeah. <laughs> Same. I was like, dude, that's not the right time for this. This is a terrible callback moment. Anyway, and also fucking not much of a Bodhi, this guy, since he's just okay with everyone having died. He's like, okay, Rosie, let's get out of here. Yep, come on, Rosie. Apparently, that's your name. Yeah. Um, I know we've established you, but it's still surprising somehow. Um, and also, just leave this guy's body. No time, gotta go. Get the money, though. Now, uh, so that's the end of that. Now we're gonna cut to however long later. We don't know. Exactly I think it was how long. Well, uh, yeah, it's when the next the storm was gonna happen the next year. Oh, that's right. That's right. So presumably, it's just about a year later, or the next summer, I guess. Maybe. And then we get long-haired Keanu. Mm -hmm. Long-haired Keanu coming out, and I was like, hey, he looks more like Keanu Reeves now. I know his yeah. hair is really short in speed, for instance. but And then we get short-haired Swayze. Short-haired Swayze, long-haired Keanu. It's the circle of life. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, here comes the final showdown. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, I would be so annoyed to be this wet in all my clothes. <laughs> that is what I'd be thinking, too. He should have worn a wetsuit to the beach. But Swayze did, and I realized that. I was like, oh, Swayze has a wetsuit on, but Keanu was like, nah, I don't need one. We won't mm -hmm. fight in the water. We won't fight in the water. Don't <laughs> worry. But then they have a big fight in the water. I like the uh, resolution some, of the fight, though. The resolution to the fight? Yeah. Keanu yeah. wasn't trying to kill him exactly or anything like that. Keanu just got the handcuff on him. I was like, oh, you got to lose. 
Not really, though, because Swayze was going to drown him. That's true. So if he just succeeded in drowning him, he would just be, you know, like just be pulling around a dead cop. <laughs> so that seems seems normal, you know, surfing <laughs> on your giant wave with a dead cop strapped <laughs> to your arm. No problem. Like it's a dead cop and not dead John Utah. So I have to say also, Swayze, excellent kicking here. Yeah, I thought so. I don't really know if you're doing kicks. No, I'm I'm being serious. I was okay. like, wow, these are cool. That's like Jean-Claude level kicking. Maybe not Jean-Claude level, but pretty pretty good yeah i i liked it too actually um nothing's jean claude level kicking except as you know frank dukes but aside from that <laughs> you can only you can only come close you can never hope to actually surpass. Yeah. yeah so anyway and then you know patrick says is gonna be like oh man come on you know i can't handle a cage and i'm like well then probably you shouldn't have robbed banks and killed people yeah that's kind of tough shit for you guy yeah. <laughs> you know like okay well what do you want me to do let you go because you know most people can handle going to prison that's fine with them right no exactly but for you i see Just how you. it would be really bad for you i don't like that he was able to convince him to surf to let him surf. oh yeah you don't like that i was i was actually a little conflicted about it because i was like this is kind of stupid but i don't know is it working for me I was like, he's, he's obviously going to kill himself doing this right mm -hmm. like but then you realize that Keanu knew, like Johnny Utah knows he's going to kill himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm just like, how is he satisfied with that justice? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, aside from just, again, like you said, it's hard to like escape the cult of personality, I guess. Yeah, and I guess he's done being an agent because he throws his badge into his the water. His badge into the water. And I like I liked the... Uh, you still surfing Johnny and Johnny says every day it's like I guess he's a surfer now <laughs> yeah exactly okay so I don't know what he's gonna do for work because he's not actually a lawyer so and I don't think quitting the FBI in semi-disgrace is a great you know resume point <laughs> yeah well anyway that's the whole movie yeah point we can break. go on to uh point broken <laughs> to the rank oh wait So the rank is where we rank the movie based on 10 categories, story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown. Rank it on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. And the first category is story, and I will go first. I gave story a 3.75. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the story. I, you know, a bunch of surfer dudes looking for an adrenaline, adrenaline rush and a way to chase the brakes quote unquote, need mm -hmm. an influx of cash. So they rob banks, right? I think it dives into the absurd slash unbelievable a little bit, but it's entertaining enough. It's like, it's an entertaining enough story that you can look past that, the unbelievable mm -hmm. stuff. So anyway, what about you? What do you have? Pretty similar for me. I gave it a 3.85 because just like as a comment for how surprised I am that this story worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah. An extra Having... point one, I, I kind of almost agree with you. I, um, I, might, yeah. I might meet you here because okay. yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, how the fuck did this work on me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you hear about it. Oh, so there's surfing bank robbers and surfing FBI agents, but and yet I don't know. <laughs> it absolutely, it absolutely somehow worked and like was believable. And even like the jumping out of a plane in a worse movie, I'd be like, oh, I was kind of dumb. But I don't know. I don't know. So that's uh, everything else. I agree with you. I think it's kind of a silly idea, fine for like a, a frivolous action movie, and yet they actually kind of elevated it. So cool. Yeah, I'm with you. Congrats. So, next category is acting. What do you have for that? 
<laughs> so uh, I gave that a 3.75 because I thought it was perfectly good. Maybe not incredible in some cases. And uh, I'll get more into that in Hero and Villain Appeal. So okay. 3.75. Well, I gave it a 4. Okay. And I might actually I up it. Well, so I don't actually, I don't typically think of early Keanu as him being all that great of an actor. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's certainly not great in this either, but he's pretty good. I thought he was actually better than he was in speed. Surprisingly. I, I, th so let me finish what I was. What I was oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that. no, it's okay. It's just funny that you would say that. Um, cause I, I wonder if acting alongside Patrick Swayze, as opposed to Dennis Hopper, for instance, helped mm -hmm. him. Yeah, because I have to think it did because I think he was a better actor in this than he was in Speed. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, we'll we'll deal with the villain appeal later. But uh, you know, Dennis Hopper was so particular, so like you know, cheesy and over the top in a particular way. It's kind of hard not to mirror that in a sense. Exactly. And and Patrick Swayze was not that. So uh, yeah, um, like I, I like want to hold off because I know we're going to talk about it in mm -hmm. villain appeal. So. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I do think he's probably the weakest one of the main people. I thought Gary Busey, Patrick Swayze, and Lori Petty were all better than him. I agree. McGinley is a little too over the top for my liking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know that's what they wanted from him. So I don't want to like take too many points off of that, but I just yeah. think it was a mistake. I think it was a filmmaking mistake. Yeah. The guys that they think are the bad guys at first are also pretty over the top. Yeah. Um, but... Other than that, over I think overall, I thought it was pretty good acting in this yeah. movie. So, I so too. In fact, I'll have to think about it, but I might put it up a tiny bit because yeah, the only weak link really is Mac. I guess maybe McGinley, but you know he's he's generally good. So this is more of like a just he's over the top here. And, uh, and I really and, think know. it was because they told him to do that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like yeah, because he is generally pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we'll have to see. We'll see, see how I feel. Three points. So what's next? Well, the next category is originality, and I gave that a four point three five. Hmm. It's kind of a hard one, you know, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. so I think it's pretty unique and original in that it's about a bunch of surfers, right? Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's a story about a cop who goes undercover and infiltrates a gang. That that's mm -hmm. not new at all, right? Still though, putting surfing and the adrenaline rush as being the motivation for bad behavior was mm -hmm. really interesting and fun. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I gave it a four point two five because um, could we be closer on this? Like, <laughs> I mean, evidently not. <laughs> so we'll see we get, no, we'll have to see. I'm gonna give Hero Appeal a zero. Um, <laughs> no, but what I was saying, uh, what was I saying? Um, oh, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> I'm very easily, I very easily lose my place. Yeah, um, the, certain certain elements of the uh, of the idea are original. Some a little bit less so. I really, especially liked the making the villain likable in like this way because he's one of they didn't like i enjoy that they didn't give him like good character traits to try to show us oh but he's also a good guy you know like he robs banks but then like he likes puppies or something like that like okay it's not related he's just <laughs> likable <laughs> he's just likable in that way that sometimes really shitty people are likable and you're able to overlook well and i, I like how he's not apologetic about it basically and yeah he's just like i am who i am you know and and people are like, all right, I guess I still like you. <laughs> that's you that's banks, how it works but... for me. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. You rob banks and people still like you. Well, no, I just mean I'm a really shitty person and people still like me. So, okay. <laughs> well, I, I won't chime in on that, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Jeez. 
<laughs> no, 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 you're not. You're not. Don't worry. <laughs> I'd like it if you did, though. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I thought that was like surprisingly original. In, a, in a, I mean, they probably done it before. I can't think of any right now. But it was like it, it gave the character the character a lot of depth in a way that you don't expect from surfing bank robbing villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really. It's yeah. Anyway, well, let's go on to the next category. So yeah. the next one is action sequences. So what do you have for that? Uh, action sequences. I got. I gave a four. <laughs> I feel like it might be a little too high because there weren't a, a bunch, but I thought they were pretty gripping as far as these things go. The bank robbery scenes were both interesting and well done, and uh, not not too much. The uh, even the shooting at the end, it felt like because we're like getting toward the end of the movie, so we want some exciting shooting. The only one that was too much was the uh, house, the raid at the house. But those characters were too freaking much, and I, uh, I was even kind of okay with like the naked karate woman. Like, it's just <laughs> it's the kind of movie where you're like, all right, well, okay, this naked karate woman that makes sense. Um, I guess that's not a bridge too far here. And uh, <laughs> and then I swear to God, the fight you do at the karate end, though, and I, you, I don't know. I just keep calling karate because it's funny <laughs> to me. That's that's all it is. I think she just smacks him. Um, I, I could swear she did like an elbow to the back when he's bent over, but I might be misremembering. It's like, no, I, I think that's she what up, she did. Yeah. She went up to the top rope and was like, oh, um, that <laughs> was her double finisher. axe handle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, but no, what was I saying? Uh, oh, the lawnmower there. That actually was like, oh, that's kinda, a good point. Yeah. Kind of gripping for me. Like it wasn't action action, but I love the fact that it didn't. They didn't just have a guy's head sliced up. Um, like I was worried that they might. I was like, "Come on, movie! Movies weren't that violent back in 1991, were they?" I don't remember them being that violent. Oh, there are a lot of gunshots. So yeah, four. When I say four, four point two five. I guess said four, four, yeah. said four. Well, three and a half for me. Um, okay. I thought the gunfights were okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I felt like I could tell that Swayze was the only one experienced in action sequences. Yeah. Uh, like everyone else felt very cautious with it, and, and so did Catherine Bigelow, in my opinion. Like it just felt like the, those scenes lacked a confidence in filmmaking, and mm -hmm. that they could have been better. But you know, you really like it. Really worked for you. So maybe it's maybe I'm wrong. It's not like they didn't work I, for me. A three and a yeah. half is still good. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know I'm not like <laughs> But the skydiving scenes especially were really well done. They were and a lot of fun, and the surfing scenes were fun too. So like, mm -hmm. I I wonder if she felt more confident with like that type of filmmaking mm -hmm. than doing a chaser or like doing gunfights type mm -hmm. stuff because i don't know what her credits were before this so i don't think know. too much yeah because i think she gets better you know but i just i don't know like, to me i and i could be completely off on here but i feel like this was like kind of like stepping into that world and she was just a little cautious but mm -hmm. anyway I can imagine her like they're offering her the movie and she's like i don't know i'm usually more confident in surfing and skydiving scenes than gunfights and they're like don't worry you'll do both <laughs> that's exactly what happened that's well the next category is chase slash fight scenes and i gave that a 3.75 the fights were more fun than the action sequences but they still mm -hmm. could have been better in my opinion it's interesting because i really enjoy a well choreographed fight but i also enjoy a fight that looks realistic and that it's not very good you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um this seemed to want realism like that it's not good but yeah. also choreographed yeah so it just it, it didn't really straddle the line that well to me. So um, unless Swayze was kicking people, then it was badass. Um, Swayze kicking, yes. <laughs> and then the car chase with uh, Busey and the bad guys was a lot of fun. I mm -hmm. um, 
So, yeah, the movie definitely had me engaged. What, what do you have? Well, uh, this is actually funny. I gave it a 4.25 because I wanted it to be higher than the uh, action sequences because I thought they were about proportionally better, like, to the same amount that you thought, except <laughs> that the... Um, Except that they really did actually hit that sweet spot between realism and and you know kind of over the top fun. Um, it's like a delicate thing though, so I totally get where you're coming from. Like yeah, if if this was you know just a little bit different, it might not have worked quite as well for me. But um, like for instance, the chase on foot, it was perhaps a little bit too long, but it kept me really engaged throughout. Um, I was actually you know I was like oh damn, it's Keanu's knee. I remember he said he blew that out, and this looks like it fucking hurt. And I thought. I was thinking throughout the car chase scene, I was thinking about the chase scene in Bullet because that's like a really famous car chase scene. Right. And I was thinking, you know, it's funny because in a way this is actually working better for me because the car chase scene in Bullet was like professional driving. Like, right. What are, what are these guys, race car drivers? Or are, they, or are they just people who are driving cars? And this, it was like they were just driving cars and kind of screwed up occasionally and crashed and stuff. And it was more exciting in a way. Um, yeah, so I, can I see that. That's a good point. So yeah, if, if it doesn't really hit that straddled line well, like you said, for you, I can totally see it being lower. For me, it, it worked quite well. And even the fights were less less good because, I mean, Keanu will get better at fighting on screen later in his right, career. Right. Yes, he will. But, <laughs> but uh, it's not here, that good right now. Not that great right now. And I think the character wasn't supposed to be that great. Like, good, but right. not great. Um, he's just a young FBI agent, whatever. Yeah, but every... yeah. I don't mean to over-explain. I tend to over-explain. So let me well, tell you how I over-explain, though, because usually I'm explaining, and then I explain too much. Well, let's go to the next category, which is <laughs> film coherence. So what do you have for that? I had 3.75. I, I wasn't really sure. Everything, like, I sort of followed everything, especially in retrospect. If something weird seemed like it was happening, it made sense via the person's character traits even if we weren't 100% sure of them at the moment. I think you're going to probably, you know, dock at some points for the fact that Bodie was so, you know, callous about people dying at the end. But uh, I felt like it was a decent enough progression for his character that he, you know, once you get past the point of no return on thrill-seeking, you're just, you know, you have to blow up the world. Because you can't get your kicks any other way. So, yeah, um, three points. Well, we're pretty close on this. I did a three and a half. Okay. And you, you're absolutely right about the Bodhi stuff. But I also felt like this went on a little long. Mm, you can see that. It's interesting because I actually like that we got a final showdown a while later. Mm -hmm. I think that part is really fun and it works. Uh, but it felt like we could have gotten to it sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also feel like they made a character mistake when they have Bob Bodhi kidnap Lori Petty. That was where it really, I think, didn't work yeah, that, for me. That, that did seem too far out of character. Like, you're, you know, you're willing to murder this woman like yeah. i get it but it's because it's not just that oh it happened in the heat of the moment this is like premeditated we're gonna kidnap her and kill her like, okay. right like him killing the 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 cop the undercover or the off-duty cop in the mm -hmm. bank robbery okay you know it's a threat like i get mm -hmm. that in that moment you have sort of have to suck it up and do it and then i can also understand the progression from after that like you're like okay well i've done this now mm -hmm. But it just felt like this was like a really big jump. Yeah. And, and and maybe this is a story thing, but I'm including it in coherence because I think they could have done all of this without that. Like, mm. what if Keanu wasn't there for the last heist mm -hmm. where the off-duty cop got killed? And it was because he gave him a chance to get away. Mm -hmm. And then that happened. And then there's guilt, and he has to chase him down to alleviate it. Right? 
yeah, that absolutely would have worked. I just feel like that would have you would have had like a more and then you don't have to follow Bodhi like everybody dying, but you can see that like things have happened and then you know that kind of I just feel like it would have been a more natural like Bodhi is running scared and mm. uh he's desperate and you're you're getting that sense rather than like all of a sudden he goes straight to kidnapping and threatening to kill a person that he knows and supposedly you know has love for mm -hmm. so yeah no that's actually true um the one thing i will say is that they would it, i don't know how you would have brought laurie petty's character back into the plot without her being kidnapped now well, you don't I'm need saying, to. Yeah, yeah but they 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 obviously wanted that emotional she runs to him at the end scene because like also how, how what is what can he do to get her to forgive him and saving her life is another big one. I'm not saying Here, that that's the right I know way. exactly how they could have done it. Okay. He's got to go back and have it out with Lori, right? Okay. So yeah. Bodhi gets Bodhi does the 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 bank job, right? And one mm -hmm. of the guys gets killed and he gets away. And then he has to go to Lori and be like, "Look, do you know where they're going?" Oh, yeah. You have oh, to yeah. tell me. Put up put us aside for a second. He's getting people hurt. Mhm. Mm Dang, that would have worked. You're right. You're right. Um, and I was trying. I wanted to make sure I, I. I'm not saying the only way to get her back in the plot is to kidnap her. Well, I guess we got to kidnap her. There's no other way. But uh, no, I think I think that would have worked really well, actually. Yeah, I could you could have showed her conflict of like, you know, do I protect Bodhi? Do I mm -hmm. talk to this guy? Do I just you know tell him to fuck off? Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So. By the way, I just want to mention I love the Keanu voice that you take on anytime you're doing Keanu's parts. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen you in um point blank point blank point, point break point break live point break live playing the Keanu role the entire movie and the <laughs> actual Gary Busey up opposite you, you know? That would have been great. You know who I think of actually when I do the Toby when I do the Keanu Reeves voice is Toby McGuire on Celebrity Jeopardy doing Keanu. <laughs> That's it's like a th third hand impersonation I love yeah. and here's the thing next time i do keanu i'm gonna be impersonating you impersonating toby mcguire impersonating i love it i love it's it gonna be too many too many layers can't go this deep it's the shadow of the shadow of the claws um well, so let's go to hero appeal hero appeal i have a 3.85 all right johnny utah is a fun hero um i did enjoy him i was engaged but he's he's just not quite a four in my book mm. you know um he's a little anti-authority which is fun but we don't really explore that enough and his friendship with his friendship with Bodhi was great mm. i really that was like the best part i think um i kind of wish we we'd had more of that but anyway wh what about you what do you have for hero appeal well he it was a four hero in my opinion because i gave him a four absolutely works keanu is likable even when he's a little wooden even when he's got a little woody you know, he's got a little, you know, what is the uh... it's it's one of those cars that you that you have the wood paneling and you bring your surfboard to the beach on. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked him a lot. So that's that. Well, let's go on to villain appeal slash hatred. What do you have for that one? I hesitate to tell you, but it's a 4.85. Wow. I almost went 4.9. That's how close I was. I it's not quite five. It's, it's not like one of the great villains in movie history. I would quite say, but I I mean, I thought he was great. I uh, liked him and didn't like him. It just like you're supposed to. Um, I could absolutely buy Keanu getting like sucked back in every so often and like having a hard time shooting him, for instance, that like I like he, when Keanu is like doing that gambit where like they're like, do they realize that I'm the F they must realize I'm the FBI agent? What's going on here? Where are they bringing me? Are they going to kill me? 
and still having a blast skydiving. Like I actually really liked Bodhi in that moment because Bodhi's like, you're doing great. And I was like, damn, Bodhi's great. And then he's fucking awful. And I'm like, damn it, he's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved it. And I thought Patrick Swayze was, I mean, I thought he was fantastic. I'm sorry. It seems so weird to say because I don't think Patrick Swayze is remembered as a great actor, but he, he was likable and kind of menacing at times. Um, he was the best actor in this movie. He was good. By like and, a mile. He was so good. And like, yeah, are, are we like forgetting? Like, was he better than we realized? And it's just, it's it makes me want to do some Patrick Swayze movies because I'm like, well, shit, this was pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I always liked him in Ghost, and I uh, like him in Dirty Dancing, but that's really all I've ever seen. Oh, and Two Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. He's good. He's good in that too. As I was just trying to, think, I think I've seen Ghost. I'm pretty sure I've seen Ghost, but it's been forever. I've yeah. seen Two Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, and I did watch Roadhouse, actually, like within the past five years, and it was like the first for the first time. Um, so I was like, okay, I guess I got to watch Roadhouse since everybody mm -hmm. knows it. Yeah, and I remember, like, I mean, the movie's not very good, but yeah. Like, He's good. Mm -hmm. So, All right. so yeah. So I'm not. You know what? I was apologetic about my 4.85, but now I'm not. I liked him a lot. Whatever. Well, I gave it a 4.15, and I'm I'm consider I'm rethinking it here. But let I, me I, let's just I talk, talk about it more. I talk everybody I know into Patrick Swayze. That's, that's <laughs> like into, Patrick inside of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed Bodie. Okay, mm -hmm. but. And he was appealing to me, but not necessarily as a villain at first, which I'm not taking points off for or anything. But mm -hmm. um, I, it made me sad to see him making such poor poor choices at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't like that they made him a killer and a kidnapper. Mm -hmm. I think I found his character more appealing than Johnny Utah, but they were both good and they were a lot of fun together. Yeah. And I just see, I felt like it was too much of a stretch, the kidnapping thing. And it really threw me off. Yeah. But like, you're right. It was. I'm going to go up to a four and a half because it was really good. He was, yeah. I was really drawn to him. So I'm going to change mine. You know what it is for me? Um, it's indicative because for me, because a lot of action movies, I'm, I like the action hero and villain fine, but I don't necessarily need to see them again. Or like in any other kind of movie, the characters wouldn't work. I right. would watch a movie where Johnny Utah and Bodhi just become friends and surf around the world. Right. Like that. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, I just like them as friends. Yeah. I kind of want to hear about the other element. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I feel like Keanu's done that movie and I don't remember which one it is, but maybe the one with, with uh, River Phoenix he did. I can't remember the name of. I think that might be the plot of that. But anyway. Yeah. Well, let's go on to the next category, which is super supporting character, super supporting characters appeal. I gave that a 3.75. Mm -hmm. they weren't great, but they're better than you'd expect, you mm -hmm. know, going into it. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed Gary Busey in this. I thought he was yeah, great. Same. I didn't like John C. McGinley. I really felt like there was too much of a, that was too much of a caricature, but I mean, we've talked that to death. So Lori Petty was really good, um, mm -hmm. but they upped the stakes too suddenly at the end. Uh, and Bodie's gang were actually really enjoyable, like really appealing. I thought, yeah. Um, I might be convinced to increase this depending on what Zach says. So let's, what do you got? Well, I only went 3.75. Um, okay. Well, that's because a little uneven. Yeah. Um, in that, like, for instance, the John C. McGinley character was like, oh, I don't really care about this guy. And the, uh, the, the Anthony Kiedis gang were also too much. Yes. Yeah. But not film breakingly. So just, eh, these guys are not. And the other FBI agents, 
um, the the real standouts, like you said, was Carrie Busey. <laughs> it's so funny going into the zoo. You know who gave really great performances in this movie is Gary Busey. <laughs> he was very good. Not who um, you'd expect. No. Um, Lori Petty was good enough that I was actually thinking throughout the movie, damn, is she going to be in stuff from now on? Because I'd like to see some more of her. By right? which I do not mean in her, you know, wetsuit or whatever. Um, right. I knew what you were getting at. She was good. She was good. And uh, I actually love that you brought up the gang. Whoever, I, The only one whose name I remember is Nathaniel. <laughs> so I remember he's, <laughs> Nathaniel is freaking out. He's like, calm down, Nathaniel. I'm like, Nathaniel? <laughs> We we got Bodie, Rosie, you know, Scrapper, Nathaniel. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, they were like surprisingly good actors. They were convincing and good when they had lines, and they didn't have many, but they were good. Yeah, like I mean, so a couple of them die in like Bodie's arms. Yeah, and it was affecting, really affecting scenes. Like, okay, yeah, who are like, these guys? <laughs> no one. They're just. <laughs> They're guys who can surf, maybe. I don't know. But uh yeah, I was thinking of maybe higher too, but I'm just gonna leave it at 3.75 for now. All right. Well, let's go to the last category, which is the final showdown. What do you have for that? This is tough because what do you consider the final showdown? Because I consider final showdown the final... is Bell's Beach. Bell's Beach, that's the final showdown for you. Yep. Gotta give you... it kind of a kind of get a kind of kind of a low score for an action movie, though. Mm -hmm. I went 2.75 for that one. Oh, interesting. Okay. If you were considering like everything from like the kid, the skydiving, kidnapping, almost onward, better, but also like that's a lot. So that really can't kind of be the final showdown because that's like, right. A that's lot the of problem I had with it too. Because I, to me, it had to be the. So I think if they hadn't had a fight scene mm -hmm. at the Bell's Beach part, yeah, then I, I don't know that we could have called that the final showdown. Yeah, but because they did, I was like, yeah, that's definitely the final showdown then. Yeah, and from an action standpoint, not that great. Fine, but not that great. But like from a dramatic standpoint, it worked for me. Right. So like I kind of want to give it higher because I don't think it was a bad scene at all. Just it wasn't a great action final showdown scene. I liked the character resolution for Bodhi. I liked him going out on that wave. I know it was un it was wasn't totally believable that he would have let him do it. But yeah. Um, I still kind of liked it. And it made me like, you know, I was like, oh, that's great. But yeah, um, as far as an action movie final showdown, this it wasn't really trying to be that, and it kind of wasn't. So, well, I gave it a three point four. Mm -hmm. um, I had a hard time with this one too because I really liked that they end up meeting at Bell's Beach. Mm -hmm. The fight was good too, not great, but good, you yeah. know. Um, and then after all that's happened, he just lets Bodie instill his own justice. I, I mm -hmm. just didn't like it. If they hadn't swerved so hard to villainous in the last half hour or so of the movie, mm -hmm. I think this ending would have been really good. But that's not what they did. And I felt no catharsis or feeling of justice when he lets him go. I think a few tweaks to this movie and it would have gotten an even higher score for me. And I feel like it did pretty well. Yeah. Um, I really don't know why they needed Bodie to go off on, off the deep end and then act like Johnny owed him something at the end. You know, to me, if you're going to do it that way, don't even have a fucking fight scene. Just mm -hmm. have him run and mm -hmm. have Johnny chase him. He gets a surfboard, he goes out, and he dies in the wave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could work. I think that would have been a, a better way to end it. I'm kind of liking your script like, doctoring of this movie. This, <laughs> and like, this movie that Keanu could have been yelling at him from the beach being like, Bodie, you'll die. And then he <laughs> yells back, I don't want, don't want to die in a cage. Uh -huh. I mean, that's end. You don't even have to put more dialogue than that. Yeah. 
and you get the weight of like the decision across. So yeah, and I, you know, I I think you're actually right. It would have been even better if it had been a little bit less of a villainous turn at the end because you could have had a lot of those deaths be completely accidental or something. Right, and you could and it and could you, have really eaten that Bodhi, which Bodhi. would have made more sense. You could even just throw in a line of Bodhi. I didn't mean for it to end this way, you know. And right. then like you feel a lot of sympathy for him, and like you know what, maybe he does deserve to go kill himself the way he wants. Right, exactly. And I, I didn't want it to be this way. And then like mm-hmm. he he could you could even have a line of like him saying like, I don't even know if this is worth it to me anymore. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> but uh, but he you know. But he still doesn't want to end up in a cage, which I think that would be an understanding um, thing to say for anybody. Yeah, so. it's funny we're making all these changes to the movie, and yet you know it still really worked. So it still did really. Work. I was I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this movie, and Same. I did it once before, and I I remembered thinking like, eh, it's okay, but yeah. I really enjoyed it this time. It's Me it's too. interesting looking at it a more critical view. I yeah. liked it more than when I just watched it. It's so funny because it feels like it would be the other way around. Because right. if, if you if you look too closely at a silly action movie, it's like, well, you're overanalyzing it, and then you're not going to like it. But somehow came out came out better that way. How did do that? I do want to like look. I do, I don't want to look at silly action movies too critically. You know, yeah, like yeah. that's the point of this. Is you know, it's not. It's meant to be judged as an action movie as a silly yeah. action movie. Anyway. It did pretty decent. It got a seventy-seven and a half, I think. Let's Ooh, see. You were just you were just talking about how not many movies made it to the eighties. This one almost did. Seventy-seven point five five. You know what's hilarious? Mm. It went in between the Fifth Element and Kingsman. <laughs> so I beat Kingsman. Well, six five. I liked it better than Kingsman, but uh, I did too. I think it's good. Uh, I don't think I liked it as much as the Fifth Element, though. It's fun when that works out that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because because there are a couple of things where I've been like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> like, I, thought, <laughs> I had thought I felt the other way, and it turns out I didn't. But uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it right there. 13th place. I, I would not have thought it would, like, if you told me before we watched it mm-hmm. that we'd end up with it at 13th place, I would have been like, I doubt it. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But uh, no, there it sits, and I'm I feel pretty good about it. I'm okay with it. Well, that's that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, you rewatched Point Break and enjoyed it like we did. But um, if you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Mm-hmm. Become a patron on Patreon at uh, patreon.com/slash therankpodcast, and um, you can listen to these episodes before anybody else. Also, you know, once we get a certain number of patrons on there, we we w- are considering doing a patron only. Uh, series where we review um, you know new releases so if that's something you're interested in then become a patron uh, <laughs> you know do so <laughs> and it, you know it also if you don't necessarily want to become a patron but you still want to engage with us please do uh, you can email us at the rank with John and Zach at protonmail.com you can tweet at us on X you can message us on TikTok or Instagram um all at the rank podcast you can comment on our videos on youtube we do check them but either way check us out tomorrow and then next week when we're ranking the next movies in our best picture series which will be for the 2023 best picture nominees and since we don't know what the nominees are at the time of recording i don't have a movie to tell you (laughs) will be coming first but uh we will get them (laughs) it could be but we will get them all out before the telecast on march 10th now for the next movie the next episode of our action movie series where you can join us in two weeks for Blade Runner 2049, 
the 2017 movie starring Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford and directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Goodbye. And so to Tale. Okay, so uh, you're right. Don't go with that joke. <laughs> and then go back in time and not tell me. <laughs> <laughs>